What's happening? Mike Schmidt, 40 year old boy podcast. How are you? Good? It's me. I'm back. I'm live. I'm large. I'm in charge. Well, I'm large anyway. I'm certainly not in charge of much or anything. I'm not in charge of myself. If I was, you know what? I wouldn't be so goddamn large. That's correct. I. Uh, it's me. It's the podcast that since 2021 has started your week. It's the Monday podcast that starts your week annually. Since 2021, I hope you're good. Are you fine? Did you watch the Super Bowl? Did you have a good time with football? Did you watch commercials and eat food? Did you hang out with people? Did you wear masks? Did you pet dogs? Were you watching the Puppy Bowl? Did you watch the puppies smash into one another and give each other brain damage? Ah, oh, see that you know puppies. That's the thing. They're already starting from a basic brain damage equation, right? But don't they have nothing going on upstairs? Puppies are. They're not smart. Like dogs are dumb. Cats are smart and dogs are dumb. Is that correct? And fish are geniuses. No dolphins, only dolphins. And dolphins aren't fish. They're mammals. Did you know that? Yeah, and I'll tell you this. If you stick your dick in their blowhole, it chomps it off. Yeah, that's right. You just go ahead and try to go out there and say, I'm going to fuck a smart fish. And then they're going to like, because first of all, they're going to go, fuck you. I'm not a fish. I'm a mammal. And then second of all, you're going to get in there and chomp the fucking hole closes up right on you there, buddy. And then they open their mouth and they go, ew, ew. and they got your dick on their tongue. And they're laughing at you. They spit it out and it gets eaten by eels. That's it. That's how the eels and dolphins team up against humans. Dolphins wind up letting you fuck their blowhole just enough to snap it off. And then they go, yeah, I can't do a dolphin. It's too slow. Dolphins are faster than that. See, you know, you know what I sound like? Oh, I, I sound like a, uh, a, a dolphin with a learning disability. Perhaps, you know what? I was in the dolphin bowl. Maybe I got brain damage from smashing my head in one of like the puppies in the puppy bowl. They had the dolphin bowl and I was smashing my dolphin head and everybody. And, uh, and, you know, I don't get to chomp off enough cocks with my blowholes. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> All right, look, you know, the show's coming out on a Monday. I, I can't uh, I can't be held to the fire for quality. I can't. It's just, if you're going to hear me doing bad dolphin imitations, just brace yourselves. Although, uh, how good is my voice right now, right? Does my voice sound really good? You know what? I don't, I don't think I should talk. I don't do jokes or talk or just talk. And, sir, I, I think I should just read from a book. Is there some book you'd like me to read? Go ahead and request it. Lady Chatterley's Lover, like in the Groove Tube. Can I do that? Like that clown who fucking smokes? Uh, you know, that clown who smokes, what a reference point that is, you know, that clown who smokes from that movie. Uh, although there's probably a lot of clowns who smoke in movies, right? I get to imagine in shakes, the clown, a lot of those clowns are imbibing in some sort of smoke. There's going to be a bong clown and a fucking one hitter quitter clown and a fucking apple bong clown and every other goddamn thing, an edible clown. Well, not edible clown, a clown who likes edibles. Uh, I don't want an edible clown. I don't want to eat a clown and uh, I'm not going to do the old joke, but I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm not a cannibal. I'm not army hammer. Um, which by the way, have you heard that story? Holy fuck. Is that a weird story that's going around Hollywood right now? And it makes no fucking sense. I can't believe it's a true thing because look, here's the deal. Look at army hammer. Go Google him. I'll wait. He played. Well, you know, I'll tell you who is. He played the Winklevoss twins in fucking, uh, uh, the social network. Okay. And then I think he, uh, he fucked a peach in, uh, in call me by my name with your friend, Timothy Chalamet. That's right. He's your friend. Uh, I believe something like that, or he jerked off on a peach or something. I don't know. Look, you know, if Army Hammer was going to do anything, he should stick his dick in a fucking dolphin's blowhole. And also, he's one of the rich dudes who could pull that off. See, I should go ahead and say this. If you're poor and you fuck a dolphin's blowhole, then, of course, it snaps off your cock and then it laughs at you. (laughs) 
That sounds like a Native American in a rain dance who actually gets run over by a or steps in a bear trap. That's right. Not even run over by a steamroller, but that's less. That's probably never going to happen. Can we be honest with ourselves? I, I'm going to venture this. I'm going to say at some point there was a Native American doing a rain dance and he stepped in a bear trap. I'm going to say that that is more likely to have happened uh, than compared to a Native American who was doing a rain dance and was run over by a steamroller, which just doesn't sound like something that's... Uh, a possibility. And, you know, I guess it could be, but you're going to see a steamroller coming, right? Unless what if it's a, it could be a, 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 a ocularly challenged gentleman. Is blind a bad word now? I don't know what's bad to say and what's not bad to say. Ocularly challenged is what I will say. Uh, so if maybe there's a there's a Native American guy who's doing a, a rain dance. And uh, and by the way, I'm tiptoeing around the language here. Where I'm like Native American guy who's ocularly challenged. I think rain dance is probably the real issue in this fucking conversation. I got to think rain dance is the real problem amidst all of this. Uh, and yet I continue to say it because uh, that's the thing I was told that was done when I was a kid. Uh, they didn't like pollution, these Native Americans. And they also they brought the rain. They stepped around in their moccasins and their their buffalo sticks. And they did a buffalo stance. And uh, and they fucking brought the rain to everybody. That's how the crops got picked. Uh, they were friends with the Buffalo. You know that we've talked about this. How many times is Ted Nugent going to get fucking referenced on this goddamn show? All right. Back to army hammer. Ooh, I breathed in and it hurt. <clears throat> Hold on. <clears throat> Holy fuck. All right. <clears throat> I tried to breathe in and then there was a, uh, a pocket of spit or something, a pocket of gunk in the back of my throat. Not gunk. That sounds horrible. There's no gunk in my throat. There's a, I'm not sick. I'm not an ill man. I don't have the vid. I don't have the germ. I don't have the COVID, the coronavirus, the 19, whatever you're calling it these days. Uh, I don't have it because I've hidden away from society for God knows how long. And I've gone ahead and effectively dodged the germ, even being a fat guy who's like ready. Right. It's outside right now, like the pin cushion, man, ready to stick pins in me and go and fucking take me down. And yet here I am hiding from it. And I've, been, I've done so successfully. I don't know how a guy my size can hide from a germ that size. You would think it would just beleaguer me. You think it would just fucking swarm me like 8000 goddamn germs at a time, just swooping into one nostril and out the other. Just like fucking on jet skis slide into my goddamn brain and attach my brainstem and vid me from the inside out. Uh, but instead, I've dodged it. I've tap danced away. I've done a, a Bojangles Robinson. Me and Shirley Temple held hands and we, we tap danced down the stairs and left the COVID upstairs uh, in bed, in a bedroom right there. Sick. You know what? We turned the tables. We made we made the germs sick. Uh, we're not we're not as unpopular as Muhammad Ali, who, of course, made medicine sick. But we we made the germs sick. Uh, me and Shirley Temple out there dancing around. That's got to be a tough life for Shirley Temple, don't you think? I mean, she's what? She's famous, but she's one. And then she's dancing. And then uh, to them, they're just like, hey, let's let her dance with this guy and that guy. And, you know, there was some fucking weirdo who was like, hey, can I smell her dress? And Everybody's like, get the fuck out of here, man. I hope they stomp that guy to death with their tap shoes. I don't like that fucking guy. Um, but then she grows up and has an amazing life. She's a, a, an ambassador to whatever the fuck to dance land. I think she's an ambassador to dance land. Uh, she invents the mask singer and then she put, puts it in a safety deposit box waits for it to be unearthed. She says that you cannot open my safety deposit box for until 15 years after my death. And then when they open it, they find the full blueprint for the masked singer and the masked dancer. And she's like, holy fuck, are you kidding me? And they're very happy. Shirley Temple Black left that to uh, the Fox Network because she felt a kinship to them. When she, Because again, before you look, when she was, uh, you know, an ambassador, she had very, uh, a whole lot of t- uh, uh, connections, contacts, I guess you would say over at Fox. Uh, working behind the scenes in politics and things like that. You know, the Fox Network, that only developed in the 90s, right? Didn't it show? I think uh, they got football and the Simpsons. That's what it was. And then Corky Brewster, Punky Brewster. No, Corky, 
Corin, who can't lose? Parker Lewis. He's the guy who can't lose. And it's Corin Nemec. That's why I'm thinking of Corky. Uh, But Shirley Temple Black was one of the initial investors in the Fox network. Go look it up. I'll wait. While you're Googling Army Hammer, go ahead and look up Shirley Temple Black. Back to Army Hammer. So here's what you don't know about Army Hammer. First of all, he's a he's a he's rich as fuck. He played the Winklevoss twins, and uh, and again, like I said, he jerked off on a fucking pair. And everybody's like, "Ooh, he's talented." Okay, great, you're talented. Fine. Um, there were all these rumors that he was going to be Batman. He, is he in the Kingsman or the Gentleman? Is he in one of those? Fuck, he's not in the Gentleman. I saw the Gentleman. Is he in the Kingsman? He's in he's in something else. He, but he's again, he's not. A, he's one of these dudes. No fucking man from Uncle, maybe. Is that what it is? Or the Avengers? They remake that shit? I don't know. You know what, dude? I am so fucking far behind. I'll go ahead and I'll turn on uh, like Amazon Prime and it'll say Red Dawn. And I remember Red Dawn with Swayze. Uh, and uh, was Rob Lowe in that? Maybe. I don't know who's. I only remember is Patrick Swayze. Was it all the young dudes? <laughs> was 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 Mott the Hoople in Red Dawn by any chance? Is that a possibility? All the young dudes carry the news. That's our boy uh, Ian Hunter. Is that his name? I think so. Uh, you know, that, that's actually, I'll tell you what, if the Russians invaded and they didn't see Pretty Boy Swayze and instead they saw Mott the Hoople and, uh, and, and Rockpile. And Dave Edmonds, you saw all these guys from early MTV ready to take them on. Although I don't know why those bands would be here unless they're touring America because they're English. They don't give a fuck. You know, I don't even know the plot of Red Dawn. Like, well, I know the Russians come here and they go to fight and then somebody hits them with a jar of fruit and then the Swayze's win the planet, something like that. But I know, but did the Russians take over like England before that? Or did the Russians go right for the big boys? Did they come right to our doorstep? Was there a war going on? Because like in the day after... If you don't know what the day after is, it's a movie about nuclear war, and it's terrifying. It's a made-for-TV movie that is filled with relentless sadness and a melting Jason Robards. So you're just like, Jesus Christ, this is awful. Um, but in that movie, in the background, you're always hearing someone. It's They'll be like, uh, hey, man, let's make some cornbread. Yes, we will, because we live in Kansas. And then on the radio, we repeat that the Russians have breached the border or whatever the fuck of whatever country they're invading. And it's always in the background. And then John Lithgow has a conversation in a barbershop. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, these are just the big boys rattling their sabers, whatever. And then all of a sudden, there's Minuteman missiles in the air over a Kansas Jayhawks game. And I got to be honest with you, if you follow football in the of the college variety, you know, back in the 80s, the only thing more disastrous than Minuteman man missiles in the air over Kansas was a Kansas Jayhawks football game on the ground in Kansas. That was a, that was the true ground zero in Kansas fucking nuclear war. If anything, the Kansans were like, they saw the Minuteman missiles in the air and they're like, thank God we're not going to lose the fucking Oklahoma again. They were waiting for the missiles to come in. They actually looked around in the stadium. They're like, Oh wait, if we've launched, does that mean that they've launched at us? So how long did they get here? And everybody's like, I don't know, 40 minutes. And you're like, all right, this half of football has got to fucking slow down. We can't take the L because you know what? There's no fucking thing in the rule book that says if nuclear war breaks out, it's automatically a victor for the team that's leading. I call it a forfeit. I do indeed. I don't give a fuck if you're a division three team and you're losing 173 to nothing to Georgia Tech. If you're Cumberland and you're losing to Georgia Tech 193 to nothing. Uh, on your way to a 222 to nothing loss. But if it's 193 to nothing and then the fucking nuclear war breaks out and and the game gets swamped by radioactive fucking fallout and a goddamn blast that turns players into shadows, uh, that's not a loss on the Cumberland record. They'll they'll rebuild the earth once the fallout goes away in 30,000 years. They'll have to have a sports almanac. Biff will come back to the future with the sports almanac with the result of that game and it'll say suspended 
That's all it'll say. Nobody, everybody will think Cumberland gave Georgia Tech a game. And the Cumberland people will not have to be fucking... Like, can you imagine the ghosts of Cumberland right now constantly running into the ghosts of the Georgia Tech guys and just going... Oh man, we got our ass beat by you guys. Like the in the Georgia Tech guys, I'm sure they're trying to be nice, but they're just like, "Oh, you poor little Cumberland guys. You didn't even know what you were getting into taking on the Yellow Jacket Steamroller." And Cumberland tries to talk back and go, "Well, look at your fucking Georgia Tech now. Those guys blow." And they're like, "Yeah, but you're all dead and Cumberland is, doesn't even exist. Cumberland now is a is pants. That's all it is. I don't think Cumberland is a school anymore. I think it's just pants. I think it's a khaki." That's that's as Georgia Tech says. They're like, hey, man, you can't even fucking talk shit to us. Your football team's gone. Your name is now a khaki. And, of course, Cumberland slinks off to their corner of football heaven and goes, God damn it, we got to play those guys again. we got to challenge them. You think that happens? You think Cumberland's up there just going, all right, give me a stick. They're writing plays in a cloud and just going, all right, let's do this. Let's take on these Georgia Tech motherfuckers and reverse that loss uh, that happened. But, again... They don't have to reverse the loss because if the nuclear blast happens, that's a forfeit right there. And nobody even knows. Biff whips out the almanac. Georgia Tech Cumberland suspended. Everybody's like, wow, that fucking Cumberland team must have been giving them hell. They were going back and fucking forth with a ballsy Georgia Tech club that was probably number one in the goddamn world. And then young Cumberland steps up and gives them as just as good as they got. Not knowing that, in fact, it was 193 to nothing before the fucking missiles came. So everybody gives Cumberland a goddamn break. And Cumberland's thrilled with that. But everybody up in football heaven knows they're just like, fuck you, Cumberland. You got smoked. Worst showed out of all time. I hate that shit. When they just bring up your team's past. Oh, my God. It's like the Bears. Dude, the Bears drive me crazy. Because, all right, this year, look, let's talk about football for just a second. Because the Super Bowl was yesterday, so why not? And don't forget, I got to get back to Army fucking hammer. But football, uh, you know, the Bears went 8-8. Eight and eight. They were 5-1. and one. They lost six in a row. Then they went they won two out of their last three or three out of their last four. And then they got into the playoffs and, and absolutely stepped on their cocks. I mean, it was just fucking awful. Here's how bad that final Bears game was. They had to play the Saints in the playoffs, right? Now, they should have beat the Saints in the regular season. Of course, the Saints didn't have like they, like nine of their players were out with, with like COVID and broken ears, whatever the fuck. Um, Drew Brees wasn't playing. I don't think Alvin Kamara played. It was just a fucking mess. It was this the shadow of the New Orleans Saints team. The, the Bears should have fucking won that game. They did not. So then in the playoffs, I convinced myself, I'm like, all right, well, if they can just put up a decent showing here in New Orleans, because again, Drew Brees is fucking finished. Have you seen this idiot? This guy couldn't fucking throw a crab apple at you and hurt you. He would just, it, would just, you it would annoy you. It would bounce off your shoulder. You'd be like, what the fuck, Brees? Uh, but he's done. All the fucking, it's weird how the, the time, the bill came due on all of these fucking quarterbacks at the same time. Philip Rivers. That dude looks like he's throwing a cinder block every time he goes back to pass. Drew Brees, the same thing. He broke like 47 ribs, and that's not even a lie. Like, look it up. I didn't even know. I thought we had eight ribs. Don't we have eight ribs? Some of us seven because we had one taken out so we could blow ourselves. But fucking Drew Brees is like, they said he broke 47 ribs. And I'm like, did he break one rib in 47 places? What the fuck are you trying to say here? If If you break 47 ribs... The inside of your fucking torso has to look like trail mix. I mean, there's no fucking way you can have 47 broken ribs. I didn't even think we had that many ribs. You, you've got to have like a giant fucking like a weird ass stretchy slinky skeleton if you got 47 ribs. But he broke that many. And everybody's like, oh, he's got he's laid up. And I'm like, all right, well, fine. So then we played him without him and he didn't have him. But then he comes back and everybody's like, oh, the deadly Drew Brees is back for the Saints. And then he tries to throw. You know what he threw like? He threw like a guy who broke 47 ribs. It was fucking awful. He, he looked like a guy who would wince throwing a Frisbee to a dog. And he's out there trying to run a fucking National Football League team. It was grim to watch. And he's a tiny guy anyway. Drew Brees is a little wedding cake quarterback, man. There's no fucking way that that guy should be out there just tossing bombs and shit like that. And granted, he does. And also, they you know, Sean Payton's an offensive genius. I get it. And they got a lot of skilled players around him. But also... 
the Saints are boring as fuck. And this was the year. Why? Because, again, because Drew Brees can't throw deep. So they have to throw these all these underneath, like, checkdowns and crossing patterns and shit. So you're just getting four-yarded to death by these nobodies, and you're like, ah, oh, this is fucking awful. No wonder Michael Thomas caught 275 passes. Michael Thomas caught 275 passes for 481 yards. That's not an exaggeration. You can Google it. And it was just like, what the fuck? Why in this? And he makes the Pro Bowl. You're like, yeah, anybody can catch 275. I can catch 275 passes if it's literally just me turning around and Mr. Broken Ribs has to fucking shuttle it to me. I'm not moving anywhere. I'm not going off the line. I'm not running a pattern. I'm not burning a cornerback. I'm just going ahead and trying to shake loose and do what I can to fucking get a fucking throw within five feet of the quarterback who can't pop. He couldn't roll it to me as hard as he can toss it. Terrible. Uh... So the Bears had to play. So, but even worse than that is the Bears got to play them in the last game. And the Bears have, uh, look, I don't know if you're following Chicago Bears football. I don't know why you should. Uh, but the Bears have our own problems at quarterback right now. We, uh, well, we're not right now. We did for the season because we had a guy. Uh, look, there's a guy named Mitch Trubisky. And uh, I'm sure Trubisky is a lovely man. He seems like a good kid. Uh, he seems like a nice, upstanding young gentleman who's going to wind up raising boys, play catch with them in the yard. Uh, he'll overthrow them often, probably most of the time, but still he's going to have a, like a hot wife just because he's a rich football dude. He'll stick around as a backup for the next 10 years. He's just a good, solid young citizen. Good for him. Should he be running a fucking football team? No. Should he be drafted by the bears? No. Should they have traded up to get him over fucking Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes? Fucking no, of course not. But again, seems like a, he seems like the kind of guy I, I will say this too. He does seem a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Dumb. I don't want to say dumb. That seems mean. He just doesn't seem quick on the uptake. He seems like he might be kind of a duh, like one of those dudes, like kind of a duh, duh, duh. What's a button hook? Bah. <laughs> Dirt back. Uh, you run it down and out back. All right. That's my Mitch Trubisky impression. <laughs> and I want it nuts. All I want to do is that. Bah, on to bah. <laughs> Omaha. Bah. Uh, <laughs> all I want to do, you have no idea. It's literally like four in the morning. <laughs> Someone's going to wake up at some point. See, I've gotten away with this for this long because I can't do the show in the daytime. All right, I should tell you this. I tried to do the show in the daytime a couple of times. And, uh, you know, my neighbor's got his TV on and people are outside and stuff's happening. Like life is life is being lived. And nobody gives a flying fuck that I'm supposed to do some fucking silent monologue for you people. But now in the middle of the night, I'm like, all right, here we go. And then the next thing you know, people people are just getting to sleep and there's like 40 wings and they're counting sheep. And, bah, bah. <laughs> and I'm sure one of my neighbors is going to be like, is that Trubisky? When did Trubisky move in? Uh, <laughs> Got to hand it off. Bah, bah. All right. Uh, <laughs> you go long. Bah. You don't like it. I know you don't, but it's making me laugh. Holy fuck. I want to keep doing that. Um, so we got him at quarterback and he's just a duh. He's, he's just a fucking dolt. He's just, he's just cold white toast. And you're like, why is this fucking guy our quarterback? And, and the, here's the worst part of it all. The Bears have never had a good quarterback. Never. They've, they've had, look, they've had guys who've had good seasons. There was a guy named Eric Kramer who had a good season. Jay Cutler did have a couple of good seasons. People are mad at him because he didn't care and he acted like a dick to everybody. And yeah, that's a shit he'll move. But also, man, he's a young fucking multimillionaire. The guy's making like $28 million a year. Why wouldn't he be a cunt to everybody he met? I, I just, I, I, I wish there was a way that you, again, Trubisket, again, he's making a lot of money and he's nice to everybody, but he just, he has no swagger because he knows he blows. Uh, because, because here's the thing, Jay Cutler, 
swaggered into town with a gun belt on and a bandolero and a couple of fucking hard-hitting pistols because that guy had a cannon arm. Trubisky comes to town. You know what he's got in his holsters? Finger guns. Pew, 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 pew. Burp. And uh, and it's upsetting. It's As a fan, it's just depressing because the Bears in my lifetime have never gotten the quarterback position right. Now, look, when they traded for Jay Cutler, I was thrilled. I thought it was the big turnaround. I'm like, here we go. Here come the goddamn Bears. Let's fucking do it. Big trade. It was awesome. And then, then they got Adam Gase in there, and he's doing the job. But then they trade Greg Olson his second year because Mike Martz can't work with a tight end. What a fucking drag. Anyway, I like Jay Cutler. I liked Jim McMahon. I didn't enjoy the fact that he was literally made out of glass, and and that's uh, he 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 like that dude tore his he had a lacerated kidney once. Uh, he got hit in the game against the Raiders, and he lacerated his kidney. I mean, that's I mean that's worse than forty seven broken ribs, right? Don't you think? But I mean, that's the thing. He would always find some new way to get injured. Like he, the the Packers, he made the Packers mad one time, and then they had a hit list on him, and they grabbed him, and they drove him throwing shoulder first into the turf, which basically cost us a second Super Bowl because he had to sit out. And then fucking Dickin went out and got Flutie. He th- he turned over two rocks, and he found like two caterpillars, a spider, and Flutie, and he gave Flutie the fucking job. You should have signed the spider, Ditka. You fuck. God damn it, Flutie was a fucking mess. I think Steve Fuller was the real backup, and then for some reason they lost faith in Fuller after McMahon was out. Then they fucking so then they give Flutie the job, and and the team hates Flutie to this day. That's the best part, you know. In that town, if you're in the '85 Bears, they will you are just. This will sound weird, but it's totally true. Any place of business in the city of Chicago, if you were on the '85 Bears, they are required to give you a hand job by law. It was signed in by Mayor Harold Washington. That's not an exaggeration. It's totally true. And uh, so if you're a member of the Chicago Bears from the 1985 team and you walk into any fucking place of business, I don't give a fuck if it's a bar. I don't give a fuck if it's a place that's selling sweaters. I don't care if it's a restaurant, whatever. You are legally obligated to get a hand job from somebody who works there. And I know you're thinking to yourself, well, fuck, who's that lucky or unlucky person? Every business in the city of Chicago, since Harold Washington signed this into law, is forced to employ one person who is on call to give hand jobs to the 85 Bears just in case, just in case they show up. And I know you're thinking, well, fuck, that seems like a weird thing. No, no, bullshit. It helps. It helps the economy. It helps. It created jobs. I mean, I'm talking from the lowest 7-Eleven to the most expensive Shea Paul. Every single place has to have an on-call hand job masseur or masseuse to yank off the fucking 85 bears if they happen to stop in. And this is totally true. If you're in Chicago right now, anywhere, say, and you just go to the Girl and the Goat, which is Stephanie Izard's restaurant, you're like, you know what? I'm going to go to Girl and the Goat. Now, I don't know if they have open dining right now. So maybe these people have all been laid off. But if there's open dining in Chicago, you get a girl on the goat and you sit down and you're like, all right, I'm going to have a seat. And then you you get your head on a swivel and you look around and you're like, holy shit. Is that, I, that doesn't, no, it couldn't possibly. Is that Reggie Phillips from the Chicago Bears of 1985? And if it is, uh, he's going to come in, he's going to drop trow, and he's going to get fucking yanked off. Now, that's another thing, too, by the way. The players have the choice. They can go to the hand job room, which also had to be built legally because of Harold Washington's decree that he signed. Uh, there can be a private hand job room for these guys, or... If you're in the 85 Bears and you want everybody to watch, you can fucking do it right in there in the middle of the room. You can stand up. You can sit down. You can climb up on somebody's table and make them watch. It doesn't matter. That's how much the 85 Bears meant to that goddamn city. Um, so so they, they, uh, uh, they but that was McMahon in 85. But then in 86, they signed Flutie and fucking. Oh, that was, that's what I was going to say. So they talked to the 85 Bears. Now they talked to the 86 Bears. 
and uh, and they hate Flutie so much. Till still to this day, these are sixty-year-old men with with like broken hips and uh, and indented skulls and fingers that point the wrong way. Like I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like if, if you go, if you look at the linemen for the Bears, if you just go and you're like, go talk to Keith Van Horn, his hand is backwards. It's completely true. His hand is backwards. He had to learn how to use a fork all over again after that year because it got stomped on so much time, so many times in his goddamn NFL career. And yet, and yet, and yet. Uh, well, yeah, and I, was, I will tell you this. He was actually the guy who brought the hand job decree to Harold Washington because his hand had been turned backwards. He's like, I am incapable of jerking myself off. And Harold Washington said, this is one of the biggest hocus pocus dominocuses in the history of the city. And then he signed that decree. And next thing you know, Keith Van Horn is getting whacked off at fucking uh, uh, Gyro King. I mean, it's just happening because, you know, what? he's got a backwards hand. Keith Van Horn's backwards hand and the Super Bowl title in 85 will keep the 85 Bears in hand jobs for all eternity. Uh, so the Bears had McMahon and then they had Cutler. These are decent quarterbacks. But then, dudes, fuck. We've never had another one. Bob Avellini and Rick Myra and Henry Burris and Jim Miller was fine for a year. That's the thing. They always get one good year. And, that, and that's the they, that's the carrot on a stick. Even Trubisky made the fucking Pro Bowl two years ago as an alternate. Yes, don't argue with me. I understand he was an alternate, but still he made the goddamn Pro Bowl two years ago. And there's that famous picture of him. He's like posing with fucking Deshaun Watson, I think. And they're just like, yee, they're wearing their Pro Bowl uniforms. Everybody's like, well, look at the future of quarterback in the National Football League. I got news for you. If you bring that photo back out, you just 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 put your hand over Mitch and just go. There's the future of quarterback at the National Football League. That one man named Deshaun Watson. Don't look at the biscuit. He's going to wind up in another organization. Like I said, be a nice backup. Going to create a wonderful life for him and his kids and his wife. And he's going to just be uh, it's going to be glorious. He's going to settle down in North Carolina. He'll probably own a golf course or something. He'll be one of those dudes who just constantly has like a fucking gimlet with the guys who work at the club, want to hear old war stories about the NFL and all that bullshit. Hey, Mitch, tell us about the Sun Bowl. And he will. But this is the thing. The frustration of being a Bears fan is, uh, and I said this earlier this year, I, I, I just want, I just, because now the Bears are in the market for a quarterback. Okay, they might get, there's, there's, Deshaun Watson is on the trading block, but the Bears are never going to be able to afford him. Even with all the hand jobs in the city, they're not going to be able to afford Deshaun Watson because there are five of the teams who can go ahead and make a better offer for Watson right now. And also the Houston Texans have said that they're not going to trade Deshaun Watson. Now, Deshaun Watson says, I'm never playing for the Texans again. And they're like, well, he'll come around, which is also a stupid thing to do when you're a team. Look, if you've alienated a guy so fucking much that he's already like, Two years into a new contract, he's like, fuck these guys. These guys are idiots. If you don't know anything about the Houston Texans, they have ruined their team because they hired a Jesus freak to be like their assistant general manager. Well, first of all, he was he was just like a rah-rah guy, like a therapy dude or one of those guys, like a, a, a what, not, what's the word? Um, he, he Players could go visit him and get pep talks. Uh, uh, something coach, whatever the fuck, life coach, I guess. Almost a life coach, yeah. But now... He somehow bamboozles the owner of the team because the, the main owner of the team dies. So he leaves the team to his son, who's like 65. He's got some 42-year-old wife in leopard pants. And the two of them are running the fucking organization into the ground. And he's let this fucking weird Jesus dude Svengali him into ruin a bunch of crazy shit, including getting rid of players that he doesn't get along with. Well, but the, here's the best part. The two players he doesn't get along with the most would be one of the best receivers in the National Football League. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who gets traded to the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals for nothing. 
He got traded for a running back named David Johnson, who's a stiff with a bad contract, and they didn't get any draft picks, no draft capital, nothing out of the trade for fucking Hopkins. It's insane, right? So then they come into this year. They go 5-11, and 11, I think, or 4-12, and 12, whatever the fuck. They were just terrible. Watson getting his brains bit, and he had a fucking huge season, but he's still getting killed. Dude, here's how bad it is. Even the Bears and Trubisky thumped the fucking Texans. I think it was 36-7. to 7. It was grim. And uh, and now Deshaun, so then, but then the Jesus freak dude is like, there's a clip you can find of him online doing a speech. I found this clip, and I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. The guy, Google it. His name is Jack Easterby. And he's like the right-hand man for the fucking owner of the Texans. And I'm sure he might even be railing the, the wife. I don't fucking know what they got going on. It just, it, when you read it, though, the whole thing sounds like a plot of a Shane Black movie about football. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, okay, the dad died. This guy takes over. He's got a younger, hot wife. And then this fucking Jesus freak shows up. And he sort of likes Jesus. But at the same time, he's conniving. And he's Machiavellian. And he's trying to get all these people out the door. So he can kind of cement his foothold in the goddamn organization. He almost got fired. But then he fucking saved his gig. And then they assured that Sean Watson, that they would go ahead and listen to his input on the new coach. Then they hired a new GM and a coach without even asking him. I just, it's a look, man. It's all just fucking weird ass Julius Caesar at two brute knives on the goddamn side. Ides of March bullshit. We get it. Um, but this dude, Jack Easterby, is uh, there's a clip. You got to find it where he's giving a he's giving a fucking seminar or something. And he's talking about the different kinds of fans. He's like, I've done a lot of traveling in my time. And I go, you know, I go, I go around. I thought he was from Boston, but he has that kind of a country accent in this thing. And he's going, you know, I did a lot of uh, traveling. You know, I go to, uh, you know, go see the West Coast fans. And, and uh, they're all like, hey, dude, no problem. dude." Like, I'm, I can't even do it justice because I cannot. Here's the thing. I am physically incapable of being as bad as this guy was. I am completely, my body rejects the notion that I could even imitate this poor of a performance. It's, it's the worst kind of open mic falderall. It's just fucking terrible. Like, you know, it, it's literally the same things like uh, women be shopping, right? Guys, women be shopping. You know that. And then, uh, oh, and then also, you know, a black guy does it like this, doot, 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 and a white guy does it like this, dee, dee, ba-dee, dee, 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 like that fucking old Simpsons joke, right? And that's what this guy's saying. He's like, on the West Coast, they're like, right, oh, uh, yeah, all right, dudes, because we'll get you a fucking tasty wave after the game. And he goes, and then, you know, you go to you go to the Midwest, and they're like, oh, yeah, Minnesota. I, like, it's so, I can't explain to you just how incredibly bad it is. You must see it yourself. Google Jack Easterby's. Uh, nonsense. And also, I'll tell you what, if, if you can't find it, I'll find it because it was on Twitter. Uh, but but Google Jack Easterby video and you'll see him on stage. It's, it's so awful. Uh, and that's why Deshaun Watson wants out. But the Bears aren't going to get him because they don't have enough ammunition. The Panthers want him. Uh, you know, people think the Dolphins might want him. The Jets might want him. The Bears would have to give three first round draft picks. Eh, it's a mess. But But again, I just, I don't, now they're looking at Carson Wentz from the Eagles and, and the Bears fans are like furious because they don't want that guy because he had a terrible, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league last year, but the Bears still think he's a generational talent and that they can fix him and his quarterback coach who used to work with him before on his best season works in Chicago now and I don't fucking know. All I know, all I know is I just want a quarterback. I just, I just want before I die, because that's another thing too. Is all these Bears fans now are like, you know what? They should fire the coach and the GM, and they should go ahead and just fucking rebuild for five years. You know, get to re recommission the whole fucking organization and reposition everybody to do whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. No, you, you can't, you can't tell me that you're going to rebuild for five years. It doesn't make any sense because I am 53 years old. 
with a heart the size of a bicycle seat. Like, like I, and I'm, and I'm not even talking like a, a, I'm talking a banana seat. I'm not even talking like I got a heart, like a regular fucking, not a 10 speed heart. I got a banana seat heart. I'm going to be dead soon. I need the bears to get a fucking quarterback who can win some goddamn games. And I want to see another Super Bowl before I fucking die. Uh, so don't tell me that you've got plenty of time to, cause that's another thing is everybody, you know, fucking Madden fantasy was bad enough, but Madden also ruined fucking football for everybody. Cause they all think they can analyze and scout now. And they are like, yo, we don't, we don't want that guy cause he's terrible. But you know, if you just package this dude and you run a four, three and you, but you know, shut up all you fucking wannabe fucking coaches and every other goddamn thing, just fucking stand down. Those are the same idiots who coach their kids and send them all on suicide missions by fucking running the 46 defense at, at eight years old. So they can let's creed the quarterback and smash his face into the dirt. And they're fucking drooling and shit like that, man. I can't, I can't. Because every time I watch a Bears game, here's what I just want. I just want a quarterback because I don't want to watch another Chicago Bears football game where they where they show me a black and white clip of Sid Luckman tossing the ball around, literally throwing the ball around in black and white. And that stupid like I can't even explain to you that it it looks like it's sped up the film because the guy grabs it and just he just throws the ball back and. It's just that old-timey photography. It's so bad because literally this is the last time the Bears had a good quarterback. Sid Luckman's the last good, the last one. In the films, that the me show these clips of him in black and white throwing the ball around, and behind him you can see bodies falling from skyscrapers because of the Wall Street crash. I mean, it's just that's the last time the Bears had anybody who was working. They give me these. They always try to sell you on the Bears' history of Bronco Nagurski and Red Grange. And those, first of all, they weren't even fucking quarterbacks. But then they're like Sid Luckman was out there and he was throwing the old pigskin around. And uh, and here's the thing: back then it was literally a pig. It was they called it a pigskin because it was an actual piglet. They played with a greased piglet. Games were held in in the backyards of farms. Everybody wore a straw hat. There were no helmets. That's when the Bears had a quarterback, Sid Luckman, who's now the fucking guy who's in the is in the Hall of Fame, and he's and and he's the shadow. He's the shadow that looms over the quarterback position in Chicago because every time. The it's become this running joke now. Like I, I I understand what Cleveland Browns fans have gone through because they've never won a Super Bowl. They were bad. Art Modell moved the team. Then they lost their team. But then when they came back, they got all new Browns. And then they drafted Tim Couch. And then it just they looked like they had hope, but then they didn't. They've just they've just sucked. The Detroit Lions have just sucked. And I you always look at those teams with this kind of patina of pity in your eyes. Like, ah oh, man, the fans for those teams, they gotta be so fucking bummed. Uh but as a Bears fan, I, I'm I'm pretty fucking bummed. They've made the playoffs like four times in the last twenty years. Last made the Super Bowl in 2006. Uh, I believe it was uh, January 2007 they played. And uh, I was on Never Not Funny at the time. I almost went to the fucking game, which I can't believe I didn't go because Prince would have been the halftime show. And how the fuck did I not go to that goddamn thing? Oh, wait, because it was $5,000. But still, I had it at the time. If I could go back, if I could biff it, go with the sports almanac. Here's the thing. I promise you, Jesus, if you can somehow spirit me back to that time, if you can send me back to that time, just it doesn't have to be for fucking like, you know, forever and then start over from that point in my life. Although I wouldn't mind that either. But if you want to send me back, send me back there just so I can I'll spend the five grand that I had and I'll go watch the Bears. Uh, even if they lose, I just want to see Prince at the halftime show. How amazing would that be? Because to this day, they still talk about the halftime show about Prince. They're like, oh, my God, it was the greatest halftime show of all time because I did go to a Super Bowl. I went to a Super Bowl in 1998. 
I think it was the 1998 Super Bowl. It was supposed to be the Minnesota Vikings against the Denver Broncos, and it would have been the uh, Randall Cunningham, Randy Moss, fucking Chris Carter, goddamn Robert Smith offense dominating. Uh, And it would have been against Elway's Broncos going for the back-to-back. But instead, uh, Gary Anderson missed a field goal, and then the fucking Dirty Bird Falcons won, and then they went and they got their ass beat by the fucking Broncos when I was there. Now, again, I loved going to Miami. I certainly loved talking to David Boomer Wells and and seeing all these famous people like Tom Arnold in my hotel and all these other people. Uh, It was a great time. I had a good time in Miami. And I, I loved the game, but also it was the game I did not expect because, but also here's the thing. I will say this. When I went to the fucking game, it was the year before MTV took over the, the, the halftime show. So, uh, who did I get? Well, I got Miami sound machine, Gloria Estefan and the Miami sound machine were and and look, they asked us all to shake our body and do that conga. I did reluctantly, but I did it anyway. You're at the Super Bowl. What are you going to do? Not shake your body and do that conga? Are you just going to sit in the chair like a fuddy-duddy? Everybody's going to look at you. Hey, come on. They want you to shake your body and do that conga. Yeah, And I'm going to like, I can't. I couldn't possibly. And they're like, listen, we know you can't control yourself any longer. And I'd be like, all right. And then I did. I stood up and I shook my body, baby, did that conga. I had to. They were commanding it. And like as as referenced, I couldn't control myself any longer. So I had to do it. But at the beginning, I was like, no, I can't. And then the next year... I think was uh, I think that was the Aerosmith and Britney Spears year where they were they were all like running around like lunatics and MTV didn't know what the fuck they were doing. But they just put these idiots on the on, on the field and let them go off. Now, imagine that show. See, that's a show you want to see. And since then, we've had like fucking uh, uh, who we had Springsteen, we had everybody Prince fucking. But Prince is the only one that matters. Uh, although the U2 one in 2001 was a big deal because um, they showed all the names of the people who died at 9-11. Which is, I gotta be honest, that's a bummer. When you're watching the Super Bowl, you're just like, this is an awesome game. Is there any more of that crab dip? Hold on a second. I gotta see Jamie's cousin's name on the gigantic handkerchief behind you, too. Remember, he was working in Tower 2 when it fell. Oh, great. Well, I was I was really hoping to have more buffalo wings. Is anybody gonna go ahead and prepare? Shh, shh, it's coming up. Uh, okay. Uh, let's just ponder all about Jamie's cousin. Uh, and then, of course, the names there, and it's somber. And then, and then they got to come up with the second half of football. Terrible. Uh, but, but I'll tell you, you know, they should have done that because this year, um, they had the weekend. He was the uh, he was the halftime guy. Now let's all right, let's do this. I will tell you that on uh, on f- on social media, certainly, of course, because this is all social media does. They all get out the fucking ice picks and the long knives, and they stab and stab with their steely knives till they they think they just can't kill the beast, but they will not stop stabbing. Uh, because if they they will tell you how much they hate everything. Now look, I I'm. I guess guilty of the same thing, being a comedian person. I did tweet all through the game yesterday, and I had a good time doing it or earlier today since it's fucking four o'clock. Um, but but everybody else, you know, they're dunking, they're doing whatever. Well, The weekend does his halftime show. And uh, here's I, uh, you know, I, wa- I watched it. And you know what? I th- here's what I thought about it. You want to know what I thought about it? You probably don't, but I don't care. This is my fucking show, and I'm the one talking. I got the microphone, right? Uh, I thought it was fine. Did I like it? That's a strong word. <laughs> did I did I love it? Absolutely not. Uh, was it okay? Yes. Was it safe, 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 incredibly fucking safe? Yes, it was. Uh, I tweeted during it that, uh, that, you know, I don't, I do, I like his songs. I do like the weekend songs. 
And I think he's a very talented singer, but this was just a gigantic stage and it swallowed him up. It was just, it, it needed more. You needed one or two more stars. I mean, even last year, like it was JLo and Shakira, you know, they teamed up. You, you always, there's always that backup star who you didn't know was going to be there. I mean, even, even if the weekend just sings a little bit and then Pharrell comes out with one of his stupid hats and does a cartwheel, everybody's like, yay, Pharrell, there's more to talk about. But you got the weekend. And again, here's the thing. People criticize. They're like, oh, my God, he was running through this thing of lights. And then there's a weird choir. And then all the guys with the jock straps on their face. And, and it's just like, look, it's it's art to some people, which is fine. But also at the same time, man, you got to recognize we, for, we haven't been out loud outside for a year. How, how many ideas could they possibly have had when they sat down? They're like, all right, look, they're, they're interviewing the dancers, right? To put them in the tuxedos. And they're like, all right, everybody, listen. There is a, uh, it's a small chance, but there is a chance. We got to tell you right now, there is a chance you may die as a result of this performance. Does anybody here want to raise their hand and leave? Uh, yes, you in the back. <laughs> well, I just, is there a way like we could wear some masks or something? Well, yes, but with the masks don't really fit with our aesthetic. What if they were fashionable masks? Hold on a second. Let me get wardrobe on the phone. And then wardrobe made them wear these fucking weird Spider-Man jockstrap things on their head. And everybody's like, yay, because <laughs> we don't want them to die. Nobody wants them to die, but there was the possibility they could die. So I can't fault them for what they put together because again, we haven't even been allowed outside for a goddamn year. So they probably went in their brain. They probably went, you know what? These fucking people are starved for entertainment. Let them do whatever the fuck. Let them watch the, the weekend do his nonsense. And he did. He can sing. I've seen him on the Grammys. That's the thing. He has a very good voice. And because he's not just a studio creation guy, his singles are a studio creation. Okay. Uh, And that makes it very tough in a live atmosphere, I would imagine. Uh, But also in a gigantic cavernous stadium like that. And also there's, there's not a lot of people in the stadium cheering or yelling. So there's nothing to feed off of. There's nobody going crazy. It's just, it was just a listless, even the game itself was a listless, lifeless performance by the Chiefs. Certainly Tampa Bay came out and beat their fucking ass. But I mean, it was just, it was one of those Super Bowls you want to forget. It reminded me of the Super Bowls, like I said, of the late eighties and the early nineties when Buffalo was getting killed 42 to 17 and 52 to fucking 24 and all that kind of bullshit. They were just getting hammered. Um, the Niners hung like 50 on, on Denver. You know what I mean? Those games were awful. And this was what yesterday's game felt like. It was just terrible. You know, the, the Chiefs were terrible and, 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 just kind of sleepwalking through the whole thing. Mahomes looked hurt. And Tampa Bay had a fucking fantastic game plan. They disguised their their coverages and they their defense beat the shit out of them. And then, you know, the fucking cyborg threw three touchdown passes. I and I look, I'm wrong. Because everybody asked me what I thought of the game, and I said I liked the under more than anything, which I was right. But I said I like Kansas City laying the points, and I said because Brady is good to give the ball up twice. He will absolutely turn the ball over at least two times. He's, I said Tampa Bay's a really good team with a lot of weapons. Tom Brady's actually the weak link on this team. Uh, I said because there's Gronk, Cameron Brait, there's fucking Evans, there's Godwin, there's there's Scotty Miller, there's Antonio Brown, there's Fournette and Jones in the backfield. Like they have eight solid offensive weapons. And if they didn't turn the ball over, which which Brady tried to give the game away against the Packers, he turned the ball over three times in the fucking second half. He was awful. And I was like, that's the guy who's going to show up in the fucking Super Bowl because the fucking Chiefs are going to blitz the shit out of him. Uh, but they couldn't get home. And then when they did take the ball off, they called a fucking ticky-tack interference call. And look, I'm not blaming the refs because the Chiefs were awful all day because uh, the, the score should have been worse. It was 31 to nine and they got stuffed on the one. You know what I mean? So it should have been 38 to nine. And not 31. 
And uh, to hold the Chiefs without a goddamn touchdown, it was just, it was a massacre. It was a beatdown and boring as hell. Like it was this game that was just kind of over and you're watching it and going, all right, there's, so they're not going to come back. Cause last year, the Niners and, and Chiefs, the Chiefs scored, I think, three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Because, uh, again, they had trouble getting out of the fence, uh, the, the gate against a fucking, get, getting out of the fence, getting out of the gate against a good defense. Uh, Tampa Bay had a really good defense, but I watched earlier in the season, I watched Pat Mahomes throw for 350 yards in the first half against that fucking team. I watched Tyreek Hill go bananas against that fucking team in the same stadium. And, uh, and so I was like, well, look. And also last year, I saw the fucking Kansas City Chiefs down 24 to nothing at home in the playoffs against the aforementioned Houston Texans and their fucking Jesus roadshow in the front office. And uh, Kansas City came back and hung 50 on the Texans. I was like, well, this is just who they are. They're that machine team that you can fucking get them down, but you'll never be able to kill them. And they'll just come back. They're like fucking Jason. You can stab them and stab them and stab them. And at the end of it, they're still going to bury a machete in your fucking head. Well, didn't happen yesterday. Yesterday was the fucking, the, the, the ridiculous Tampa Bay defense just smoked them out. It was great. It was fun to watch, you know, them shut a team down, but it wasn't fun to watch because, and again, look, I didn't have a favorite, but I don't, I don't want Brady to win. I just don't Brady and Gronk and Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown's like a fucking wife abuser. Brady's a fucking MAGA robot. Fucking Gronk is just a weirdo. You know, it's just, I, I, I tweeted, I said, I said, it was like, they just have all the unlikable dudes on offense. I said, it's just literally just full of unlikable dudes. I said, it's like the football version of Con Air. I mean, just just nobody to fucking root for on that whole offense. Uh, but they got the job done. And, oh, so you know what? That was another thing I was gonna say about the weekend. Fuck, the weekend's out there and he's singing and he's dancing and he's doing whatever. And uh, he, but he just his he he just didn't carry the moment. They needed another star there. They needed somebody else to come out and do a guest verse or something. Uh, and also, it was just it was so odd that the way I said I said to my brother, I said it. Look, this is. I like the weekend. He's talented, but this is this seems like Michael Jackson bought Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. That's what the, that was the whole vibe of that show. All the costumed idiots running around, and then that you know that weird hallway of lights. It was strange. Did I think it was bad? No. Did I think it was good? No. Did I think it just happened? Yes. Do I think most of these halftime shows happened? Yes. And next year they got to really think about it, you know, because also I will say this: everybody my age hated it. I went online and 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 got to be 85 90% of the people that I know that I went to school with that are that are over 50 they don't get it he's not funny we need a band this isn't music this isn't he's not talented whatever the fuck you know uh, even max max hates that they lip sync um but they're in a they're they're singing in a spaceship i mean I, they they can't hear themselves and they're running around they're dancing and they're jumping around doing fucking split kicks and 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 that's just that's the the nature of the beast. They to to make sure that the the vocal remains constant, they have to sing to a track. Uh, as a musician, David hates it, uh, and I guess I can see that, you know. But but I I still I think people are just, again we and we've talked about this a billion times. Old people have ruined the earth, and when they say stuff like the weekend sucks, he sucks, rap sucks, this sucks. It's like no no you you. Look, man, there's all sorts of shitty music, all sorts of shitty entertainment. There's all sorts of shitty media that you can consume. It's out there. Trust me. I know. We've all seen it. It's fucking terrible. But goddamn, you can't say that The Weeknd sucks. I mean, he has great songs. He really does. Do I, I don't know if he writes his songs or if he's got a production team. or I Look, I don't have a fucking clue. All I know is I think he has a really good voice, but he just did not. He was not able to carry the moment yesterday. They needed somebody else out there because he's not a big enough, 
name or a dynamic enough performer because he's basically all voice. He's not a dancer. He's not a showman. He's not Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars tore the house down a couple of years ago. Uh, so I, 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 I was thinking about it and I, you know, I don't want to be the, the, the weird guy who's like, cause everybody's like, all my friends are like, they should have Metallica do it. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what they should do. That's, that's a way to alienate half the viewership by having fucking Metallica. And everybody's like, well, they alienated it already by having these guys. It's like, they, they, they're not, they're trying to be safe. All right. They're not, they're not putting Metallica on to do fade to black at, at, during a brain damage festival. You know what I mean? Um, and Metallica has hits. They do have monster hits, and they're a giant band. ACDC is a giant band. I think ACDC even did a halftime show, didn't they? Did they not? I don't fucking know. But you could get one of those rock bands. You could get one of them to fucking kill it and crush it and knock it out of the goddamn park. But again, you're still going to get people there who are like, who are these old men? This is terrible. I hate this. You're, ne- you're never going to hit the sweet spot. All right? Unless, they tried it again with Aerosmith and Britney Spears. They were like, here we go. Here's your old man and here's your young chick. Let's fucking do this. And by the way, that show is great. That was a fantastic halftime show. It was chaos. It was fucking awesome. Uh, but then they got in trouble because everybody's like, oh, you know, MTV always gets in trouble because somebody swore or somebody did something wrong. I'm not talking about fucking Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake and, and his bullshit. Uh, and it was his bullshit. Fuck that guy, dude. The more I hear about the fact that he like fucking he basically snitched. And he, he just bitched out completely on Janet Jackson, sold her out and let her take the brunt of it. What a fucking jag off. All right. Anyway, uh, like he cares what I think. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, Mike, what the hell? Um, and it doesn't mean that uh, uh, what goes around comes around is not a fucking fantastic pop song because it is. Uh, and it, it doesn't mean that. Uh, what's the song? Uh, talk to me, boy. Better have you naked by the end of this song. That's the song he sang when he pulled off her fucking, uh, uh, her tit flap. All right. That's also a jam though. Boo. That is a goddamn jam. That is a smooth ass song. Dance to it. Uh, so I, I, I tried to think of what would resonate, you know, uh, as far as these shows, these halftime shows and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't, I couldn't, it is, I think a band resonates. I think guitar resonates something like that. You know, the, they had Eric Church do the 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 national anthem yesterday. That that's a guy who could probably pull off the halftime show if they hadn't burned him on the national anthem. You know what I mean? Because he is a guy. Now look, you're like, oh, boo-hoo country. Yes, I I get it, and that alienates immediately fifty percent of the of the fucking. But I'm saying he has a band, and he has he has songs, and he would also probably mix it like. Like Foo Fighters are made for that kind of thing. You know what I mean? They can do two cover tunes. They can do their own tunes. But also you mix the Foo Fighters up with somebody else. Like Because they'll never get Rihanna. Rihanna says she's never going to do it because of the fucking NFL, what they did to Kaepernick. And I don't blame her. Um, that's a stand she took and a stand she'll never break. And, and that's fine. I'm happy for her. That makes, that makes complete fucking sense. I support it all the way. Um, but I was trying to figure out what resonates. You, you know what resonates, dude? Like, just voices and and bands like songs guitars it, they just do and, and look am i seeing that through my my eye yes but i do also love rap songs and i do also love pop songs but i don't know if those resonate in the same way because they're often performed rather than sung or felt and i i thought to myself and I, look i don't have an idea who the performer is who could pull this off all right i do not but what if what if the fucking halftime show instead of you know eight thousand jockstrap fucking headed dudes holding lighted up glow sticks while the weekend does a, a weird crazy run through the Willy Wonka fucking the the there's no other way of knowing fucking hallway 
What if you just had like a person in a stop a spotlight? Stoplight? Yeah, I want someone at a stoplight. I want, I want Jacob Dylan with, with one headlight. Um, if you just had like one person do a 15-minute heartfelt fucking, not even acoustic, but but even just like with like just one guitar and one drum or just one guitar or just or if they wanted to do acapella, whatever the fuck that would that would fucking resonate. You would not move. You would be fucking staring at it. You could get anybody or if you want, you know, if you want just find the four best fucking singers in the world, you know, four amazing singers and have them each take a run at something doing a song, a medley together. And, uh, and, and, you know, traverse racial lines, traverse, you know, pop and rock and country and, and all of that stuff and, and put, put them all on stage, you know, and individually just literally like with the lights out, nothing, just them on, on, in the middle of the field, one spotlight comes up, one of them does a song, then it goes dark. The other spotlight goes dark. The other spot, just like you've, you've gone as far as you can with all of the fireworks on the goddamn planet exploding at the end of somebody singing some nondescript pop song. You need to do something that brings it back to, again, you, you think of Prince, everybody was mesmerized at what he did. That fucking imagery of the goddamn curtain with him with the guitar and the shadow and just like, holy God, dude. You know, if you, if you just had even, four, like I said, four singers in the dark and you came up, you know, one spotlight at a time and then all four at the end and they all did a song together. I mean, that that would resonate just voices just hitting the back wall of the fucking stadium um because again you can't pick a rock band because you're gonna you're not gonna alienate and first of all nobody's getting alienated if they, if you don't like what you're watching go get a fucking sandwich there's enough food on the goddamn table that you don't have to sit there and go i hate this band this stinks this all stinks but because of course we all have thumbs and phones now everybody gets to jump in and go ha ha here's what i think guess what i thought about music yesterday or in the moment or what's happening right now um because again, today, like I literally, I'm watching it, and I, I almost t- typed, "Man, I miss Left Shark." Uh, if you remember Left Shark from Katy Perry, whatever the fuck, like seven years ago, um, because we all have that's my instinct. Like, and because there are people who do that every day, all day, which is exhausting. Like, I, I did, I did a ton of social media stuff yesterday, and by a ton, I, ran, I mean I wrote ten jokes, maybe ten. And, and you're writing, because here's the thing, you're writing them in the moment, man. And then you're sending them out the goddamn door. It's just, it's, and I know there are people who make it look easy and all. Yes, they're probably, I shouldn't tell you, it's hard to write 10 jokes. It's not hard to write 10 jokes, but you want them to be good jokes. Like I'm mad. One of the jokes I wrote about Jason Alexander, I bitched the fucking wording on it. I'm so mad. Um, because Jason Alexander in the, in this, in this area, here you go. Let's learn, let's learn about comedy writing with Mike, shall we? I think we should. Um, Jason Alexander did a commercial and in the commercial, he was a, uh, uh, whatever. There was a kid with a hoodie with his face on it. The the hoodie kept making faces. And then at the end of it, as, uh, as the kid is crossing the street, he's got the hoodie on and he, and, and Jason Alexander stops and hits the brakes and says, Hey, you're wearing my face. And the kid's just like, Oh yeah. My mom says, I'm sorry. He goes, and he goes, that's my face. You can't just wear my face. Well, that that's fine. That's supposedly the out joke, and the it's the crux of the entire ad, except for the fact that Jason Alexander has apparently had oh I don't know anywhere between seven and fifteen facial surgeries, where he's got Botox. He, you know what he looks like? It, or this is exactly what Jason Alexander looked like. If Mister Potato Head was not a potato, he was a cue ball. That's what Jason Alexander looked like. 
It just looked like a cue ball that somebody had stuck features on. It's completely smooth. He's had a lift. He's had a tuck. He's had Botox, whatever the fuck. But what the thing it didn't look like was it didn't look like Jason Alexander. So when he's in the car and he's going, oh, you can't just wear my face. That's not my face. You can't just wear my face. The joke in my head was, man, you know, in this commercial, Jason Alexander isn't even wearing Jason Alexander's face. Uh, and I was like, I grabbed the phone and I was typing it out and I somewhere between my head and the phone, I turned it into, I mean, in that commercial, even Jason Alexander didn't have Jason Alexander's face. So I said, didn't have instead of wasn't wearing. Does the joke still work? Yes. Is it 10% less funny? Yes. Is it not perfect? Yes. I mean, if you say Jason Alexander wasn't even wearing Jason Alexander's face, that's a then it's perfect. It's perfect wording and it's done. And that's how I thought it in my head. But then in the 10 seconds it took me to grab my phone, pull up fucking Twitter, hit the thing and go to type it all in. I lost uh, wasn't wearing and turned it into didn't have. And I'm furious. And it got likes on there. And then I put it on Facebook, got likes on there. And that's that's fine. But but it was enough to it, it just it pissed me off because I don't want to fuck up a joke. I'm all I, I like to be surgical with my words. I, I and don't listen to the beginning of the show because you'll be like, oh, really? Uh, <laughs> you're doing meatball surgery at this fucking point, dude. I know. I get it. Look, I'm talking about when I would write jokes on this show. It's just forget it. As I've mentioned before, it's a Gatling gun. You know, I, I can have a scalpel on stage. But here I've, I've literally just got a fucking one of those guns. Just a, <laughs> I'm just fucking firing. If I hit the target half the goddamn time, let's all be happy about it. All right. Again, I'm the show that starts off your week. Don't you want to start off your week in a good mood? Then you want to go ahead and listen to me on Monday mornings. Hi, it's Mike in the morning. Um, it's it, so it was it was wild to watch the the halftime show and 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 try to make jokes, but I don't know how they fix it. I don't know how you find a band or a singer or a, a group of singers. I mean, I have my opinions. Like I said, you get you get four singers from very distinct from a, a very country singer you get a very rock singer you get a a very R&B singer and then you can even have a rap duo or something and they could do a verse whatever um you got to do something you got you got to because again you've you've there are no more fireworks left there's there are no more fireworks left in the world for you to explode at the Super Bowl just you've got to you got to go with just spotlights and silence and chills and and acoustic guitars. Like I mean, I, look, I think again for me, I would have Pearl Jam play halftime because I love them. But again, I recognize other people like Boo, no, or they're and they're and also another band that's been around for thirty years. You know, so there are people who don't want to see a band that's been around for thirty fucking years. I get it. You're, but that's the problem. You are never going to please everybody. I think the closest you get is by picking four artists who are representative of their genres, their, their distinct, uh, category, I guess is the way I would put it. Get a, get a hard rock or rock singer, get a, get a country singer, um, you know, get in and, you know, carry, like I, I think of Carrie Underwood cause her voice was so fucking amazingly powerful when I saw her. Um, I mean, look, everybody's gonna be like, we'll get Sturgill Simpson, man. Or, well, you still gotta have star power. All right. So, so if you can get a, like, man, what am I booking the fucking thing now? Nobody wants to hear me book the goddamn thing. Again, you've heard my thoughts. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Hold on, Jesus. I gotta drink something. My tongue's gonna fall on my fucking head. <sighs> yeah, it's a, it's a weird fucking time. So, um, because of Army Hammer, I was talking about that. Fuck. See, I got back to it. Uh, right? 
My brain was like, go back to Army Hammer. If you don't know about Army Hammer, Army Hammer, like I said, he was the Winklevoss twins. He's been, he's an actor. And also he's a dude that I looked at. I have to admit, I looked at him and I was like, Jesus Christ, I, I am so jealous of this fucking dude. I wish I wasn't, but I mean, he's like six, five. He's, he's, you know, a good looking guy in, in what I guess would be the classic sense. Uh, and, uh, he's an actor and, and famous one. Uh, but also he's, uh, his, his name's army hammer because he comes from like the, the like armand hammer like that that family i don't even know if they're steel magnates they can't just make the powder that goes in my fridge to get the smells i don't i don't know but i do know that he is the heir to like a billion dollars like he it's he's one of those dudes like it's like nick kroll nick kroll the comedian his his father is a billionaire a fucking billionaire let me tell you something that will li- that'll really free up your schedule to work on your improv skills when your father is a billionaire. Uh, Army Hammer is just an actor who continues. And again, he's never broken a movie open. You know, the even the the call me by my fruit name, whatever the fuck, uh, uh, peach pear, whatever the fuck. When that, that movie came out, everybody talked about Chalamet. Army Hammer got barely mentioned. Okay. He, he continues to get cast because, again, he's rich, he's tall, he's strapping, he's decent looking, uh, um, good looking, in my opinion, whatever the fuck you want to say. But he just, uh, but also he's fucking loaded so he can just audition and do all these fucking things and network and, and market and and work on his craft or study if he does that. I don't even fucking know. But and the girl like from the girl with the dragon tattoo, uh, Mara, is it Rooney Mara? Is that her name? I mean, her dad owns the New York Giants <laughs> football team. I mean, he's he's another billionaire, and so these. I'm not saying they're not talented people, but it's it's so convenient and so freeing when you don't have to worry about paying your phone bill and having to get a job as a waiter and then doing open mics or something like that. You know what I mean? When you when you've got that to fall back on. And and I'm sure they'll all say, "Well, we weren't coddled and we didn't get any money from our parents." It it, it doesn't matter. You know, like 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 Jarvis Cocker says, um, you know, you'll 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 never know what it's like. Uh, you you will never All right, I can't, I can't do the song. But um but in in common people he says you'll you'll never know what it's like because you can if you can call your dad and have him pay for it all uh and that's what those guys had it's and it's a blessing dude it's something that you got you really wish you had i talked about it before there was a comedian we all hated when i first started this guy named kirk because kirk was rich he could do whatever the fuck he wanted like he could go he could take a gig for 15 dollars three hours away and drive in his mercedes to go do it because his father or his parents paid for his bills and that was great and you just ground your teeth and resented him and you were like well but then you know what in the long run he's never gonna get funny he's not gonna get funny enough he's not in the trenches like we are well it doesn't matter fuck the trenches i would i would have much rather had a nice car and not had to get up at six o'clock in the morning to go fucking fake like an ar fucking clerk and instead concentrate on writing bits and going out and doing stand-up. Not that I wouldn't have been the lazy man who's before you today, but at the same time, it would have been nice to have that opportunity, wouldn't it? It sure would have. Uh, fuck, my neck hurts. Jesus Christ. I don't look, I don't know what the hell's going on. Well, fuck it. Yes, I do. I'm old. I'm, I'm going to be dead soon. I, I've talked about it before. I'm so on my way out. My fucking neck hurts. My, my uh, dudes, look. All right. 
I have done so much damage to myself during quarantine. I left my brother's house today because I went and watched the game and I was walking to my car and it's uphill. I probably took 80 steps uphill. I had to stop. Like I was wheezing like a gut shot cowboy from a movie. I mean, it was fucking awful. And in my head, and then it's this thing where I just start laughing. Cause again, I know again, I was running four or five miles a day a year ago. And now all of a sudden I'm like, <laughs> and I, and I laugh, but I know it's not funny. I know it isn't funny. I don't, I don't, I, uh, t- t- all right, fuck. Two guys I know died last week. Uh, they're not guys I hung out with all the time. One of them was in my brother's crew. Uh, you know, like I, you know, I have the UN of evil, like all my friends, my, my brother had a crew of guys and his crew was about the same way. I was about 10, 15 solid guys. And, and this guy was, one of them was, uh, was in Lenny's crew and he died. And, uh, but these two died, these two guys died within three days of one another. Like one died on, died on Friday and one died on Monday or Tuesday, I think. So three, four days. And, and they're both class of 83 from my high school. One guy named John, a guy named Paul. And I was just like, Jesus, fuck. It's, it's, it's so strange. You know, they're, they're, I hit that part of my life where like the people in my life were losing parents or losing their aunts, you know, that sort of thing. But now uh, people I knew are, are dying and it's fucking strange. And, and, you know, I, I, I told you when I was a kid, I used to think I'd be dead at 54. Well, here I am at 53 and I took 80 steps and I'm wheezing like a motherfucker. And like I said, my neck hurts and, and I don't know if my neck really hurts or if it's some psychosomatic bullshit. I'm worried because two of my friends died. I'm thinking about getting old and fat and dying with them. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. It's so fucking weird to think that your body has been yours forever and then you wonder why stuff stops working. Well, fuck, because you—that's—you. This body is factory issue. Then you do all sorts of dumb shit. Whether you're a kid jumping off roofs, or you're me trying to walk up a fucking hill today with a, a heart the size of a fucking pork tenderloin. I mean, I, I don't. It's just—it's crazy. And and think about your teeth. How fucking weird are teeth? <laughs> I mean, teeth are bones, right? Teeth are just like exposed bones, like stubby bones in your fucking mouth cave or your uh, face cave or your fucking face hole, whatever the fuck. And, and they're the only teeth you have. I mean, you have teeth as a fucking baby, whatever the fuck. But then I, you know, I got real teeth. I have real teeth in my mouth. Now you have them as well, don't you? I hope Jesus. And, and, you know, in my teeth right now, I can, I can run my tongue. There's four teeth that have like a chip out of them. Uh, one, two, then my upper left hand side. One in, in my in my back right side, they're just they're just little dings or chips like the the kind of shit you'd get out of a out of a baseball bat or like a a lawnmower blade if it hits a rock. You know what I mean? That fucking weird warp. And uh, and I'm like, I don't, I just, I don't know. It's like I think to myself, I'm gonna have to get these fixed. Uh, but when you really think about it, do I have to get them fixed? I don't know if I do. I'm 53 years old. These are the fucking teeth I've had forever. I've had these fucking teeth and they've been doing the job. I've been using my teeth all goddamn day, all goddamn fucking year. These teeth have been in action for half a fucking century and they're still going strong, baby. I'll tear up anything you fucking got. Maybe they don't have to get fixed. Maybe I don't have to go to a dentist. Maybe they're going to be fine. But think about going to a fucking, like when, when you eat, when you bite shit, I bite, you know, I bite hard shit all the time. 
Think about going like the carnival. Like, like, dude, all right, go to a carnival or a circus or whatever the fuck. Remember those? You have a few Cokes. That's like pouring acid directly into your fucking mouth. Like it's wearing down the enamel. It's fucking with these stubby bones in your mouth that you call teeth, but you're drinking Coke and it's frying the fuck out of them. And then you eat like a sausage or a pretzel and that's soft and that doesn't matter. You chew it up, but then you eat popcorn and that gets kernels stuck up in your fucking teeth and you're having a good time at the carnival. You're like, this is fine. I love popcorn. I love sausage. I'm drinking some Cokes, but dude, for your teeth, a carnival is a fucking death march. They're just, they're like, oh, soft, oh, fucking hard, oh, shit between us, oh, fucking acid. I mean, your teeth are fucking high. It's, it's not, I can't believe your teeth don't just leap out of your head in protest, man. Leap right out of your fucking head in protest. Bodies are so fucking weird. Teeth and bones and skin, all the same shit that we've all got, that we've all had fucking forever. You've cut it, you've sewn it up, it heals. I'll bite holes in my fucking lip all the time and they heal in two days. What a fucking, that's just, isn't that creepy? Isn't that scary as shit? You get one body, you get one body factory issue, and then you got to use it your entire goddamn fucking life. This is, this is the strangest thing. You know, I thought again, we lost Paul, we lost John. And I, I, you know, people then write about him and they have these tributes, they write to him and stuff. And I, and I thought about him and I was like, you know, my friends are dead. These guys I knew, and I don't want to say friends for hyperbole. I was friends with them growing up, but I haven't seen them in 30 years. But they're men that I knew. And and to see them just die at this age is, you know, because I'm this age. It's fucking weird. But they're dead. And, and the strangest thing in the world right now is I am dying right now. Right now. That's, that's not hyperbole. All of us, you, me, your, your brother, your wife, your mom, your dad, whoever's still with us, every second that we are living, we are one second closer to dying. And I'm not talking like I'm dying, like, oh no, a guy hit me with a fucking ax. You know what I mean? All I know, all I know is, uh, uh, why did I pull out an ax? Why did I make that up as a fucking death? That doesn't make any sense. No, but I'm, I, what I'm saying is that, is that the inexorable march of time is just, it's wasting us away. It's, it's smashing into us like waves smashing into a cliff, eroding us every second, every goddamn second. And, and the fact that we're supposed to stay healthy and make sure our knees work and shit like that to me is insane. So when I think that the two of them are dead, I'm like, well, that just sounds like it was too soon. But in reality, what's too soon? You're dying every second you're alive. You're given this body to either take care of or, or, and it could happen. And, you know, look, somebody could drop a mattress on you from a fucking roof. Somebody could drop an anvil, a piano, whatever the fuck. I don't know why I'm obsessed with axes and things falling from roofs. I don't know why this is going to happen, but it just, it just seems so strange. You know, I was, I was thinking about my, these guys I knew and, and, and again, like I said, there were tributes and this, this drove me crazy. I find myself having less and less tolerance for ah, fucking anything. As I've told you before, you know, social media, if, if it's the greatest gift of my life because it has allowed me to bring you all into my universe, my, my orbit, my space, ha ha, my space. Um, and for me to be introduced to you and, and be able to, live what what is 
a dream by being paid to be myself. Uh, but at the same time, we all know how I feel that social media is is this carnivore that will never be sated and it needs to be fed over and over. Like I said, I'm feeding it yesterday. I'm feeding it jokes. I'm feeding it jokes. I'm feeding it jokes. And I, I wrote, you know, 10 to 12. I don't even know how many jokes I wrote. But and I was like, whoo, Jesus. But there are people who do that every day. There are people who write 20 jokes a day. There are people who write 20 things a day that aren't fucking funny at all. But everybody's got a thumb and a phone and everybody wants their artwork on your fridge. It's it's a strange thing. And 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 it's leading people to be dumber, in my opinion. It's leading people to be sloppier and to make more mistakes and just you know, it, it truly in journalism there are people who try to get a scoop out there. There are all these people who make up stuff. You know, there's there's a rumor now that the Bears are gonna make a trade for a quarterback. Well, all these guys who aren't certified journalists are all trying to break the story with what is essentially their prediction that they're throwing shit against a wall and if it if it happens the way they say it does they can go ahead and lean out that as bona fides and try to you know increase their footprint and maybe get a job in the industry i don't i don't know it's it's such an odd dynamic but then there are people who are you know alone and i'll see stuff on facebook where somebody will post something they'll be like hey there, there's there'll be those dumb memes that go around that'll say stuff like uh, this should be fun. Tell me the first time we met and your first impression of me. And I'm not sure that there's much more sadness in the world than I could ever feel. than when I see one of those posted and it said it's been up for five hours and it has no answers. And it's funny because I, I like I know David you know, he, he and I, we've talked about social media. I know he thinks that's hilarious. <laughs> he thinks it's so funny when someone takes a swing and a miss like that. But for me, it just, it, everybody, everybody who posts something like, Hey man, I'm, 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 where are you watching the Super Bowl tonight? And nobody answers them. It's, it's this, this entire globe full of Eleanor Rigby's who have no one to answer back their questions and social media is their lifeline. It's their godsend. It's their way to feel that they're communicating with anybody, anyone at all. They're just trying to be heard, but in their haste to be heard, it's led some people to sacrifice clear thought. It's led people to, to sacrifice, uh, precision, I guess would be the word I would use because, you know, I told you that those guys I went to school with died and uh, there were there were tributes written for them on on Facebook by people that I know, uh, and and in each each of these tributes, uh, there were three total. Uh, I mean, look, there was a bunch of people who wrote things, and I remember him. And again, everybody's that thing where they turn it around to them, you know. Someone's like, I, you know, I like there was, you know, one of the uh, the 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 guys who died his girlfriend who's not on Facebook, she posted through his account because his brother said, okay, let's, let's do this. Cause she wanted to say something. And she posted a couple of photos and she said, you know, Paul loved all of you. And I would hear all your stories, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then there were people who would just jump in and, and they would address his brother instead of talking to her or, or they would just say, Oh, well, when I saw him, I did this, that like they all, they all want to say 
what happened in their lives with him. Everybody wants to make sure that you hear their story, their anecdote, their their sadness. Oh my God, I'm sad. I'm no, I'm more sad. I'm the saddest. You know, it just it it that's that's what everybody's clamoring to do to be heard above the din. But there were these tributes and one was a very heartfelt tribute that was like three paragraphs. And it was a guy from a guy I know who was a great friend of one of the guys who died. And then there was another tribute from another guy who I know was a great friend of the other guy who died. And they wrote these long, um, you know, uh, remembrances of the times they spent with their friend and, you know, saying a prayer and prayers up for his family. And I hope whatever he's doing now, he's in a better place, all that stuff. And in each one of these tributes, the authors, in writing about guys they knew for over 35 years, each one of them misspelled the names of the guys who died. <laughs> what? How, how the fuck do you even begin to make that mistake? The very fact that you're eulogizing someone, that you're memorializing someone, that's, that's an undertaking. That's, that's you inserting yourself into the end of their life and trying to make sense of it for a crew, a crowd, a group, whomever you can reach. And, and that's the problem with so much reach. People just splash anything they want out there and they don't double check it. How do you not double check the names of the guys who fucking died? You knew them. You played golf with them. You hung out with them. What the fuck? Have some care in what you do. Have some care for the memory of the people you've known two-thirds of your life. That's just fucking scary that you could make that mistake and then not correct it for days. And then also, nobody else corrected them in the comments because what do you say? I I, I wanted to. I thought about it. No, no, no. What do you have to fucking do? Insert yourself into this bullshit because it's just bad enough because that's all it is, is it's bullshit. It's terrible. But it also puts a new spin on the fact that I'm telling you, like, you know, we are we are dying every single second. Each second that passes is a second that brings us closer to death. And that's a scary proposition in its own right. But now, now I got to worry. Now I got to wonder. Now I got to think about somebody who in their haste to eulogize me or memorialize me as my fucking heart the size of a dinner plate finally stops beating and I collapse in a pile of my own fat. I've got to worry about somebody committing a memorial to me and forgetting an M and telling the world about how much they're going to miss Mike shit. That's goddamn terrifying. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at all sorts of places. Are you thinking about following me? You should be because I'm all over the goddamn joint. I'm at Snapchat.com slash the 40-year-old boy. That's a lie. I'm at Snapchat. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what the address is. If you got an app on your phone, I'm at Instagram. Uh, I, I'm Mike four zero Y O B on Instagram. I'm Mike four zero Y O B on Snapchat. I'm Mike four zero Y O B on TikTok. Uh, I'm Mike four zero Y O B on Venmo. <laughs> if you want to send me some dough, why not? I think I'm Mike four zero Y O B on, on, uh, Zell. I don't fucking know. You find me. Just look for me. Follow me anywhere. Twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. Facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. 
everywhere else on Mike40YOB, Instagram, Snapchat, and uh, am I forgetting one? TikTok? Am I, uh, you know what? Go ask Jeeves about me. I'm at Ask Jeeves on Mike40YOB. Mention that to him. He'll find me immediately and bring you to my attention. Uh, you know, you can follow a bunch of people, actually. Our great friend, Ryan Dirks, who helps with the web stuff. You can get him at Facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Our buddy Casey Bills, who just reached out to me. I got to write him. He's, uh, he's, I want to thank him for doing all the YouTube stuff. You don't want to follow him or find him on Facebook, probably. And I don't think he wants that either. You know why? He's a normal person. He doesn't need anybody following him. Neither does Ryan. No, the, these guys don't. They're not trying to attract a crowd, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but if you want to rush down and beat down their electronic doors, feel free to do just that. I can tell you who you will follow for sure, though. Our great friend David Hernandez. What? Yes. That's a guy you want to follow at Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. He is doing all sorts of amazing things in his life and his career. You know, he does artwork for our show. He does music for our show. That's right. It's our show collectively. You guys are all like Green Bay Packer owners. All of you have a worthless piece of paper you can put on your fridge that says you own part of the 40-Year-Old Boy podcast. Whoa, look at you guys. Uh, Don your green and gold apparel and come and meet me. Or it's red and black probably for mine, I would think. We don't want to have you wearing the Packer gear. But God damn, that's the, that's the cruelty of having to hate the Packers in my, in my division, having them to be the biggest rivals of the Bears. Those uniforms are fucking clean as hell, and I love them. I wish I didn't. Uh, but you guys put on your red and black. Don, we now are red and black apparel. And uh, and find me. Why am I talking about me? We're talking about Max. Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. He does the artwork for this show. He does the music for this show. Uh, but he also does things for himself. That's right. If you go to Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez and you go into his photos, he's got files and folders of the artwork he's done for himself, for me, for all sorts of different things. He's got a closed group on Facebook called This Is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb. You want to become a member of that? You can do that. Try to become a member. He'll send you some questions. He answered those. And then you're in there and you're making fun of the world. Isn't that fun? That's that's something you want to do. You're staring at a lima bean who looks like a listener. You're uh, you're checking out uh, uh, Christopher Hitchens' uh, Russian nesting doll. There's a refrigerator that'll fuck you if you ask nicely. There's a uh, there's a, a ginger. That's ginger fridge, right? And then there's also... Who's the who's the hot redhead? There's look, there's all sorts of people in there. There's uh Slumpus McGrumpus, he's in there. Uvi McGroovy might also be there. I don't know if he is or not. But Slumpus McGrumpus is definitely in there. What you want to do is find it on Facebook. This is dumb, that's dumb, you're dumb, I'm dumb, and you join it and you're in there and they're there and you're excited to be a part of it. That's what you should do. Go through David's photos and see the artwork he's done for me and uh, uh you know our show, the Westside 86 Jokers fan club page. Stuff he's done for the Mike Schmidt uh, Facebook page. You know, he used to he used to do the the artwork there for me on my picture, but now it's just my picture um, because he's a tied up man. He's a very busy gentleman. He's got all sorts of other stuff going on, and you're wondering what else he could be doing besides the art and the music for me and then the closed group. Well, you know what? Brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. This man has a podcast. What the fuck? You're goddamn right. The guy's got a podcast that's available right now in the iTunes Store. You can check it out. It's fantastic. It's glorious. It is called, brace yourselves. The Flem Cat Podcast. That's right. Two words, Flem Cat. Well, four words, actually. The Flem Cat Podcast. But the two main words are Flem and Cat. P-H-L-E-G-M-C-A-T. Uh, he's doing amazing things on there. He's hilarious. You'll hear from, I, I, I can tell you, Slumpus McGrumpus is on there this week. 
Uh, our Snaggle. Oh, no, it's Snaggle. Fuck. I think he's on there. He might be on there instead of Slump is McGrumpus. Uh, there's singing. There's amazing songs, cover tunes. Fucking brilliant. Dave telling stories, saying hello and uh, and everything. <laughs> Run a crossing pattern. Dirt, dirt. Uh, <laughs> maybe he makes Trubiscuit. Maybe you put Trubiscuit in the fucking uh, in the Flemcat. That'd be funny for me. Um, all right. So the Flemcat podcast is available now wherever you find awesome podcasts like the Apple podcast space, which I guess is also the iTunes podcast store Stitcher. Uh, I think he's on Pandora. I think if you pick up a shell at the beach, you'll hear it. And I'll tell you, that's some reach. That's that's when you know you're all over the goddamn globe. If you go to a fucking beach, you pick it up, put a conch to your ear. You know what's in there? They're fucking David Hernandez songs and and the, and the like. Him and Slump is McGrump is singing a duet. It's fucking amazing. You should pick it up and check it out. The Flemcat podcast available right now. Wherever you find the best podcasts in the world, you will find David doing his work. Uh, hawking his wares, doing amazing things. So go check it out right now. The Flem Cat Podcast, all over the place. Now, also, did you know that David, like I said, he's a very talented artist. You can see the work he does for himself. You can see the stuff he does in his closed group, stuff he's done for the Westside 86 Jokers page, stuff he's done for my page, and also, folks, he can do that for you. What? Yes, you can hire him right now to do work for you. He can do your Facebook caricature. He can paint your aunt. Whatever you want him to do, he can paint your dog. He can he can uh, he can make a uh, a Christmas ornament of your son, and you can hang that in the in the fall. Well, I don't know why in the fall. You know why? Because it's beautiful. That's why. Hang it in the spring and look at it all year round. All of his artwork deserves to be fucking stared at by you and everybody you love. So go ahead and hire our great friend David Hernandez. Uh, he's he's available right there on Facebook. You can go ahead and sort through, see the caricatures, see some of the work he's done for other people see all of the other things he's done, but also you can go to his website. Now on his website, you'll also see other artwork that he's done. I don't even know if he has this on his Facebook page, but there's artwork on his website, artwork on his Facebook page, artwork that you need to involve yourself in and check out immediately uh, by going to his website. That's artbydmh.com, A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. Oh, I'm Vic. And I'm Vinny. And we're the Screw Brothers. Come on down to our house of filth. We got plenty of adult toys we don't know what to do with. But I bet you know what to do with them. Stuff like... Baby house lawn job. Turn your cock black paint sets. My friend Fisty. Let's just cuddle dildos. Anal extravaganza. Platypussy brand pussy lip extenders. It's a jerk-off stopwatch. We got the I Love My Wife ass stretching kit. Hey, fans of the 40-year-old boy, mention Mike and get a free Apecock 2000. Open seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Come on down to our house of filth. Remember, it ain't filthy. Unless it's screw filthy. What, what was that a commercial for? Spices? What was that a commercial for? Uh, underpants? I don't know. I don't know who's, uh, who's dove, who dives in to sponsor the show. Uh, we've got commercials running back and forth. Beginning of the show, end of the show, here in the middle of the goddamn show. I'm a, I'm a commerce factory. Look at me counting all my pennies and bringing them home. I'm excited to do it. You should be excited to do it. We should all be excited to do it, ladies and gentlemen. Whoever that sponsor was, buy 10 of their things. Like I said, I don't know if it's audiobooks, I don't know if it's fucking real estate, I don't know if it's goddamn underpants, whatever it is, go buy all of it for fuck's sake. That's the plan. That's when we take over the world. When you guys start buying all that stuff, then I'll get, I don't know, 
a nickel from all of it. I think I think I get a nickel from every sale. These are lies. I've not negotiated anything. <laughs> I've signed my life away just to have myself a, a commercial laden show. Isn't that fantastic? Um, and those commercials happen because I'm part of the Misfit Toys Co-op. What? Yes, that's right. I'm part of the Misfit Toys Co-op. Along with Jimmy Pardo, Matt Belknap, Elliot, and Garen, the gang over there at Never Not Funny, uh, Doug Benson at Doug Loves Movies, Todd Glass at the Todd Glass Show, No Fun Show with our great friend Jen Kirkman, and of course Jonah Ray with his show Let Me Watch Your Movie With You. Uh, that's our friend Jonah Ray. So that's Doug and Todd and Jen and Jonah and Jimmy and Matt and Garen and Elliot and me, all of us together in the Misfit Toys podcast co-op. Download those shows, write them a note telling them how much you love me. Don't do that. Please don't do that. They, they barely know I'm part of the co-op. Jimmy knows, but the rest of them are all kind of like, who's this fella? Which is a lie. I'm friends with them. But at the same time, uh, you know, they're all big stars. Todd's a fucking monster. Jen's a giant. Uh, Joan is a, a ridiculous force of nature. Doug is Doug. Doug is Doug is just a, a. I mean, look, Doug set the Guinness World Record for being a man who lives without lungs. He's just he's just filled with dope smoke. That's what the guy is. He doesn't even need breath anymore. He's his whole body is filled. He's got just he will he will never have any sort of attack. He can't be pierced by bullets because of all the bong resin that's built up on the inside of him. He's just that fucking kind of guy. He's like a fucking weed cyborg. I can't hold a candle to that. And if I did, it would be terrible because I would burn his hair and then I would get high off of it because that guy is just fucking TH and goddamn C and maybe even CBD and the D stands for Doug. Uh, but that's the Misfit Toys Co-op. Me, Never Not Funny, Doug Loves Movies, Todd Glass Show, No Fun with Jen Kirkman, and Let Me Watch Your Movie with You with Jonah Ray. Go check out those shows. Download them. While you're there... You know, we've got a sponsor who sponsors our show, a lovely and talented sponsor who handles our podcast with a plum, a plum, a plum. I don't know how you pronounce that. I think it's a plum. I think it's just a plum. Uh, but he's a wonderful guy and a terrific sponsor. And he's someone that we consider part of the Never Not Funny Misfit Toys co-op family. No, we don't. Uh, he's got his own co-op family going on. But at the same time, he's, you know, he's friend of the 40 year old boy. That's all that matters. He's grandfathered in. He's like, all right, if you've watched Goodfellas. Uh, if I'm, uh, Joe Pesci, uh, in, in this podcast area, then for the 40 year old boy, then he's uh, Ray Liotta in that, uh, or no, I apologize. I, uh, I guess I'm Jimmy Conway. No, I'm Pesci. Yeah. I'm Pesci. Cause I'm in the, I'm, I'm mobbed up. Uh, but he can never be part of, uh, it because he's Ray Liotta. He's on the outs. He, so I'm with the Misfit Toys co-op. I'm, I'm in there and Jimmy's uh De Niro. No, he's not. Cause De Niro's not in it either. This whole Metaphor just fell apart on its face. I knew I had I had something though, didn't I? He's in my thing. I'm Pesci, but he's he's Leota, so he can never really be part of the family. But he's but he's a friend of the show, so he's a friend of ours. I can say he's a friend of ours. All right, he, you know what? He's like Donnie Brasco, and I'm Pacino. I'm just fucking this schlub who makes Coca Van. Uh, Coca Van is that what he made? Yeah, the chicken and fucking uh, and so I have to say that uh, Donnie Brasco is a friend of ours, and I have to bring him to meet Michael Madsen, and then we're all trying to bust open fucking parking meters and make a dime. It's fucking terrible. But anyway, who cares? The bottom line is uh, this sponsor of our podcast is another podcast called uh, the The Paranoid Strain by our good friend, Fearful Jesuit. He's an amazing man. Uh, you can go ahead and download the show. You know, his new episode, his newest episode is up. Now, I will tell you, it is a uh, it is a greatest hit. 
It is the first of seven parts from his uh, first reality episode that he did. These are archive presentations is what he's calling them. Uh, The new stuff for his show will start about seven, no, six weeks. I think six weeks from today or six weeks from tomorrow or six weeks from this week. I don't know. It depends on when you're fucking hearing this. It'll start in about six weeks. So we're probably looking at the beginning of April. That's what I would guess. So, uh, but it doesn't matter because there's so much content to be downloaded over there now. You should absolutely go and check it out. It's the uh, Paranoid Strain podcast. You can write them a note as well. The Paranoid Strain at gmail.com. The Paranoid Strain at gmail.com. Write him a note and go, hey, dude, I love you and I love Mike. And he'll be like, what the hell? This sounds amazing. Uh, write him a note. Tell him you found the show. You love it. You're, you're all on board with it. You love conspiracies and all the terrible things that that means for the United States. And all of us going forward is we're all going to die as we eat ourselves over the fact that Q is around or he isn't. Whatever the fuck. Uh, but the point is, our great friend, fearful Jesuit, will be around to tear it all apart Tear it to pieces, break it down, let you know exactly what the dangers are and what to do about them on his show, The Paranoid Strain Podcast, available right now in the iTunes space, the Apple Podcast Store, I'm sure Stitcher, I'm sure uh, Anchor, I'm sure Pandora. Uh, you know what? I will tell you that this is strange. You know, I, I mentioned Mex's show. You can actually hear it in a conch shell on the beach. Uh, you know where you can get uh, a Jesuit show? When you pump gas, it's on that gasoline television. Uh, it's weird. It makes no sense. But if you're pumping gas, you'll hear the dulcet tones of our great friend, fearful Jesuit, along with Dana Unicorn, hopping out of your gas pump as you're going ahead and filling up with petrol uh, and also in the back of taxi cabs. If you go to New York, it'll be you'll just hear fucking the paranoid strain in the back of a taxi cab as it warns you of all the terrible things to come while you're in New York. Don't you want to be warned? I think we all should be warned. Uh, so the Paranoid Strain podcast sponsors this show, and I love them for it. You can find them in the iTunes space, the Apple Podcast Store, wherever cool-ass podcasts are, you will go ahead and find the Paranoid Strain, and I would because it's pretty goddamn great. Hey, man, uh, I've mentioned this before. This is a good time to support the show financially. Why not, right? Because that would mean that I'm, oh, I don't know, making some money or staying alive, staying alive. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, and I want to do just that. So you want to hire me for cameo? You can do that. Hire me for a cameo and just be like, hey, look at this dude. He's going to call me and then I'll call and leave you a message. And if you want me to like right now, if you want me to taunt a Kansas City Chief fan and go, ho, ho, you guys lost. I'm happy to do that. If you want me to tell a Buccaneers fan, har, har, congratulations on your win, matey. I can do that as well. Uh, if it doesn't, it doesn't have to be sports related. If you want me to congratulate a farmer on a good harvest, I can do that. If you want me to call the, uh, the workers that are on strike in India and wish them solidarity, I can do that. Or conversely, if you'd like me to tell them, get their asses back to work, eh, I won't feel comfortable about it because I'm kind of a union man, but at the same time, I need $15. So I don't wind up working in a field in India myself. So whatever you need me to do, I can do hire me for it. I will call anybody Well, it's all right. Look, it's not, I don't really call them. I leave a video and then it's sent to them and then they get to see it on their phone. I, I, this, let's cut out this whole, I'm calling the middleman right now. I don't want to fool anybody. I don't want anybody to think that my voice is going to be calling on and what, cause now you're, now you're living in terror. Everybody out there is living in terror. When the phone rings, they're like, <gasps> is that possibly a podcast host calling to make fun of my cousin? Who knows? It could be certainly. Um, but it won't be me because I'm not calling you. I will just do the cameo app stuff. 
unless you want me to call you and, and then go ahead and write me a note uh, at hey Schmitty, call me at gmail.com and all these other places because that was a deal I made nine years ago. Um, I think I still have three phone calls to make. I should probably call people. It's the pandemic, but that's another thing. I, then I go, well, these people don't really want to hear from me, but they wrote me with their fucking phone numbers. I'm a weirdo. Uh, so anyway, hire me for cameo. You can get the cameo app on your phone. You can go online and find bookcameo.com. You'll find me in my gigantic size eight hat wearing head uh, in front of a green screen, no doubt. And I will be uh, there to be booked. Pay me some cash. I'll leave a message for you or someone else that you might love or think about or someone you think that you love or someone you're thinking about loving or someone you want me to sing. If you want me to call them and go, baby, I need your love. And I can do that too. whatever you would like me to do. If you want me to sing to somebody, I will tell you this right now. If you want me to if you want to book me in a cameo to sing to somebody, please know that that will be the last time you ever hear from that person. They will be furious at this garbage gift you've given them and they will not understand why you've done it. And yet I continue to sing just because I enjoy it. I am not good at it. And by the way, when I say that I sing, that is a uh, that is probably the worst usage of that word in the history of vocabulary or language. I'm going to say that I am a, a tuneful yeller. How about that? Uh, I'm a warbler. I'm kind of a warbler, tuneful warbler, tuneless warbler. I'm a tuneless yeller. Eh, I can carry a tune. Eh, not well. I mean, I'm not fucking, you know, as a fancy lad, <laughs> but, uh, whatever the fuck, whatever you want me to do with cameo, Jesus Christ, put it on your phone, find it on the website, bookcameo.com, and, uh, and hire me, man. I'm happy to go ahead and call everybody. Tell them whatever the fuck you want me to tell them. Because again, no future. You can go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com and in the upper right-hand corner, you're going to find a little Schmitty horn boy head. And you can click on that and become a PayPal subscriber. Now, you can be a PayPal subscriber where you're giving me something every month, or you can be a one-time PayPal gift giver where you send me a chunk of change and I'm able to use that. And I appreciate you thinking of me. And thank you so much for stepping up and saying to yourself, you know what? Mike's a guy who deserves this. You're nice to think that. Uh, and again, why wouldn't you support the, the podcast that starts every week? The Monday special. That's what I call it. Uh, please, if you want to go ahead and do the PayPal, go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com in the upper right-hand corner. You're going to see it there, and you're going to do that and open it up, and you're going to give me some do, Ray, and then possibly some me. Uh, you know, Patreon. Hold on. Fighting off a yawn. Patreon.com exists. Patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. I'm on there. Uh, if you'd like to become a Patreon patron, pay, I was a Patreon. How <laughs> slowly I said that. A Patreon patron. That would be great. I'd appreciate it very much. Uh, you know, there are people out there who've already become these patrons and stuff like that. Uh, let's talk about this lovely man, this lovely person, this lovely gentleman. Uh, did I mention that our friend Rob Humphrey is kicked in? I think I did. Uh, what else was I mentioning? Oh, it looks like there's nobody new to talk about. All right, never mind. Oh no, it's only people deleting. Oh Jesus! <laughs> here, here, I thought I was going to talk about new patrons, and uh, guess what? I've only got two people who deleted on me. Jesus, fuck! What a terrible turn of events. Well, I'm sorry I brought that up, and I'm glad that you're all out there. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Anybody, you know, the people who deleted, look, you hung in as long as you could, and it makes me happy that you even thought of me to start with. Uh, and then you've gone on your merry way and I certainly do appreciate it. But anybody who wants to go ahead and take their place, uh, we've got, look at that. We got two slots opening up right now. 
Uh, there's always slots open. There really, there's no, there's no limit. I always laugh when people are like, uh, "You can join the five dollar tier, but only forty are allowed." It's like, what? The, why would you restrict your fan base? I mean, it's you know, believe me, my actions alone restrict my fan base. I don't need to do it arbitrarily with some fucking limit on how many people can join my Patreon. So, uh, so you can join and tell your friends to join. Anybody in the world can join. Patreon.com slash Mike four zero y o b. Patreon.com slash Mike four zero y o b. Uh, support me, support the show. That would be fantastic. There's other ways to support the show as well. You know, I've mentioned PayPal, of course, Cameo and Patreon. Uh, but you can go ahead and look at our other channels. We've got YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy with the entire back catalog of the podcast out there lurking and waiting for you to check it out. YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. And uh, you know what? We've also got Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. And I'm on there streaming virtually, uh, well, five days a week, probably four or five days a week and, uh, and looking to increase that. Actually, I've just got to find some games that I like, but it doesn't matter. I'm on there just chatting. Sometimes we do trailer parks. Sometimes we play puzzles. Sometimes I get out the swords and I fuck some guys up. It's, uh, it's, you know what? It's, uh, it's a process. We power party bill. So go ahead and join us at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. I am there virtually all the time playing games, streaming, talking, trying weird chips, biting strange things. Happy to do any of all that stuff. Oh, and I will tell you this. Our great friend uh, Ruben sent me a package from Australia. I'm going to do this now for no good reason. I don't know because it just caught my eye. But Ruben sent me snacks from Australia. He sent me a spotted dick pudding that I can heat up in the microwave. Spotted dick puds or puds is what they're called. Uh, And he also sent me some Tim Tams, a cookie that I've heard a lot about, but I don't think I've ever tried uh, until I got this package and holy shit that I fucking go through those like a goddamn wolf through, through roadkill. I mean, I just ate the fuck out of those Tim Tams. So crazy delicious. But he also sent me a, uh, something called an Aussie button. And I know you're wondering yourself, what's the Aussie button? She'll be right. She'll be right. That's what the Aussie button is. What else does it say? Good day, mate. Good day, mate. Uh, that's the Aussie button. It's a green and yellow button that you push. You by UT. You by UT. Yeah. And uh, it says 10 different things. You heard three there. I'm not going to spoil the rest. If you want to hear the rest, and God knows you do. Oh, please. There's no doubt you want to hear the rest of those. Uh, you need to tune into twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy because I press that thing like a fucking psychopath. And you know what I want? I'm not joking because that's very morning zoo, but it makes me laugh to be talking and just reach out and hit the fucking button. Cheers, mate. I, it just makes me laugh. And you know what? I will not be, I will not rest until I have, I want 10 buttons that say all different things. I want, and I want to surround my microphone with them. Not here. The podcast. Look, this is not a podcast thing. This is more of a streaming thing. You guys, I, I can fill the space here by myself. Nobody needs to hear a disembodied Aussie going ahead and tell me to fucking g'day. But, uh, but when I'm talking to you guys on, on stream, you're going to need all the help you can get. So I'm going to push a million buttons. That's totally fun. Uh, so thanks, Ruben, for thinking of me and sending me out those uh, snacks and button. And again, you can join in the fun at twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy if you check it out. Like I said, streaming. uh Definitely four days a week, sometimes five days a week. And now we might be branching into the weekend. Who knows? Again, I got to 
I got to find a game that makes me excited and makes people want to come and watch me. I also got to go ahead and publicize this thing and tell people to join me. Uh, why not, right? Try to get people on board watching it. Wouldn't that make sense? Wouldn't it make sense to get people who paid attention to me either by the podcast or on? Yeah, and again, this is the podcast that starts your week. Wouldn't you want to start your week with me? I know you guys do, but I want to get other new people to do that. And then they can watch Twitch. It's just, look, this is all a work in progress. A 13-year-long work in goddamn progress. You know, it dawns on me, I didn't finish uh, why I was bringing up Army Hammer. Now that I think about it, there was a reason I brought up Army Hammer, uh, in addition to him being rich and useless uh, and constantly getting to fail up because he's a rich guy. But um, but there's, all right, here's the thing. There are some, uh, <laughs> some terrible things happening right now in the life of Army Hammer. And by the way, he caused them all. Let me Let me say this. He, uh, he, all right, he's a fucking freak and there's nothing wrong with being a freak. I don't care. Be a kink. I'm not, I'm not kink shaming. You want to be good game and whatever the fuck uh, Dan Savage says, all those things are fine. But Army Hammer apparently is a, uh, an incredibly rich narcissist monster. And, uh, and these women have, he's a controlling guy, I guess a Svengali, whatever the fuck, but also they, they, they published their, uh, the text messages from him and his text messages are, uh, he's, uh, he's a little rough and I guess he was kind of abusive with these chicks and by kind of, I mean, he was abusive. There's no no such thing as kind of, but then he was manipulative and terrible in the texts. And I will, I will say this in the texts. He, uh, he, he, he told some woman that he wanted to like eat her like he, and, and like meant it like in a way where he was like, uh, it wasn't like, I'm going to go down on you or I want to eat your pussy. It was like, like he talked about eating her flesh. Okay. And, uh, and now some woman has come out and said that he carved his initial, like by her vagina or something like that. Uh, and then there's these, and it's funny. It's here's how the dam breaks on these things. One person says one thing, a woman is brave enough to come forward because they're usually never fucking believed by people. And a woman comes forward and then, a, a, then a slew of women come forward to join her and back up her stories and say, this also happened to me. And then you're just like, fucking horrified that this anybody's had to go through this and 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 that the guy's gotten away with it for so fucking long i mean it's just it's just awful and then he put out a video of himself he was driving in a car and he was with a guy friend and then the guy gave him some powder and he licked it off his hand and he was drinking beer while he was driving i mean just he's just he's falling apart he's absolutely falling apart uh but i read the text and one of the texts like i said he literally was talking about eating consuming a woman. He's talking about eating her. And, uh, and I, this was all right. I, when I first read it, all right, I have to admit, this is going to sound fucking weird. And I apologize in my relationship with my ex. Like I would talk to my therapist, like, and I, I talked about how strong my feeling was at the time, you know, when I was in that relationship and, and how I couldn't, uh, and I, I actually, and I actually said that in the therapy session where I was like, I, I said, I feel like I just, like, I want to swallow her. Like, I don't, I don't even know how to explain how much I, 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 and, and, you know, we talked about that, <laughs> that came out, but when I read it from army hammer, I was like, I kind of recognize that feeling. It's just, it's a way of kind of connotating desire to the nth degree, like in the strongest possible terms, you know, it's like, 
you don't you know, you don't want to just hold that person's hand you don't want to just be with them you want you want them you want to own them you want to f- it's just this and i i felt that and, and not like a psycho i promise you but it just was this i couldn't explain the urge that where you i was just like i just i almost i can't i don't even i don't know how to explain to you how strongly i feel about this and this is you know 5 years ago i'm in therapy talking about it and that's going well um so, so I kind of, when I read his text and everybody jumped on him, I'm like, well, look, I, I kind of understand what he's saying here. He doesn't really mean he wants to eat the person. It's just this, you're trying to convey just how much of the person you want to, uh, you want them to be a part of you almost. It's this weird, overwhelming thing. And, uh, and then I read more of his texts and I went, oh no, oh no, he's, he really wants to eat this person. And I'm like, holy shit. And so then, like I said, these women come forward with these other texts and talk about him, like biting them and all these fucking crazy things. And then, because again, look, it's Hollywood, that shit, people talk about it and then it goes away. And then the next thing you know, he's in wild hog seven with Travolta. You know what I mean? Fucking army hammer is never going to be out of work. Or so you would think. Except Army Hammer is falling apart like a motherfucker, even though he's a billionaire and rich and good looking. And uh, and he gets dropped from a movie and then he puts on a statement where he's like, I'm not going to let these bullshit stories derail my career. And then he gets dropped from another movie and then his agent drops him and his publicist drops him, which in this town, there's always someone willing to spin your side of the story. There's always somebody running interference from you. Case in point, Louis CK, Louis CK has got Dave Becky, uh, shutting down the careers of the women who are going to talk about what he did in front of them. He's just running interference from him because he's his friend and his client. And he's going to make sure no matter what, he's going to be as ruthless as possible to keep the guy in the game. And so if you're someone who makes money for studios or makes money period for, for your team, they will go to bat with you and and or for you. And the agent will step up. The publicist will spin everything. But the fact that they dropped him, now all these fucking stories are flying around about what terrible things he must have really done. Not just abusing the women and being a Svengali and the text messages, but now there's this weird online undercurrent of stories that that maybe he's been involved in really terrible things and uh i i i mean it's gonna be a real test to see if a billionaire can buy his way out of that it's like you know i i don't want to say you know he's phil specter or or that who is that fucking idiot on the hbo show who was crazy rich or even schultz from Foxcatcher who wound up killing the guy at the at the wrestling school you know what i mean it's these these billionaires who go off the fucking reservation and you don't know what the fuck they got going on. Um, but now like, I want to hear the story. Like I, now I'm part of me is hoping that he did eat somebody. That'd be fucking cool as hell. A billionaire Dahmer. That's just straight up Lecter bullshit. And we haven't had one of those guys in a long time. Like we get crazy guys. Certainly there's weirdos and shit, but as far as a guy just straight up eating somebody, and then it turns out it's like a really good looking actor, dude, who's in the social network. That's fine. And, and look, when you watch the social network, if you thought to yourself that anybody in that movie was going to eat somebody, it was going to be fucking Jesse Eisenberg, right? Don't you think it was going to be him? Or the way, certainly the way he played Zuckerberg, you're like, that's a dude who could eat somebody. I don't think the Winklevoss twins would be eat anybody. 
But Army Hammer, if he's eating people, yeah, fuck, if he's eating people, you know what? I step up. I offer myself as tribute. I'm not, I'm not going to just fucking die in the street and fucking collapse. See, that's the thing. That's an ignominious death. If I'm walking in my car and I stop and I'm fucking, like I said, grabbing my heart and going, man, what the fuck's happening here? I've taken 90 steps and then I just collapse in a heap on the fucking lawn and the sprinklers go off in the morning and they roll me into a fucking body bag. Fuck that. No, thanks. That's not good. I want to offer myself up as tribute to goddamn Army Hammer. You want to eat some shit, buddy? There's a lot of me fucking to go around. You can, you can make me last for about a month and a half. Carve me up and put me in a goddamn freezer. If he's eating people, see, that's the way to go. See, nobody misspells my name at that point. If I'm the guy who was eaten by Army Hammer, I'm not going to be fucking, no, there's no, there's every, like, you will remember the M. You will absolutely remember the M in my last name if I wind up getting eaten by Army Hammer. I don't think there's any doubt. Nobody's going to, there's no tomfoolery. Nobody's going to fuck up. No shenanigans. Nobody's going to forget me and leave me behind. If I'm the dude, and look, there's the danger. I will tell you this. There is the danger that I could be known as the dude who was eaten by Army Hammer, which also I would not be fond of. I, I, I'd like to leave a legacy of some sort. I don't want to be just the guy who was eaten by Army Hammer. But if you're like, it's Mike Schmidt, the guy who was eaten by Army Hammer, now, I got to like the sound of that. I'm not going to lie to you. That There you go. Now, that's top billing. I'm not just some fucking nobody. I'm not just stomach contents at that point. I'm not the license plate that falls out of the shark and jaws. I'm, I'm a full course meal, and I get all my goddamn credit. That's exactly what I'm looking for. I need Army Hammer to eat me. Somebody put me in touch with a billionaire. Anybody out there? I know he doesn't have a publicist or an agent anymore. Maybe he and I can get together and go, this is your big comeback, Hammer. Why don't you eat my arm on fucking pay-per-view? Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's get fucking Army Hammer anything I like more than me, it's people who like me, I love me, but if you love me, I love you, cause you know why, we both love me, how great am I, let's talk about that for a while, and by a while, I mean forever. Podcast! Podcast!